Oh my fucking god! Your lunch with Mary. <laughs> the Tape Never Lies Network. The Tape Never Lies. Tape Never Lies starts now. Draft Dr. Phil and the smartest man. Keeping it 100. Keeping it 100. Yes! Yes! What? Oh my Here it is! 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 Barber, and this is TTNL's Keeping It 100, the best bear show on the planet, bar none. Listen, another nice Bears win, but a nicer Panthers loss. The Bears are on the clock. Let's fucking go. But we got Green Bay week, we got Packer week, and and the Bears play spoiler. Let's see. We're going to talk about that and much more with our guest, Dan Wiederer. Bears reporter, he's gonna be on. So let's bring on the man, Dane. Yo, yo. Oh, there he is. And we'll bring on Cherie. There she is. Hi, Cherie. Let me get the comment off. Go blue. Oh yeah. boy. 
Enjoy it for those huskies run run over top. Yeah. Of oh, haters, haters. Hurt hey. people, hurt people, Shane. That's you know right. that. That's right. <laughs> You'll be fine though. Just thinking you get your new head coach next week. Lose the national title. You know, it'll be a good week good week for, wow. for Michigan fans. Wow. It's okay. I know it's gonna you be just... a good game. It is gonna be a good game, I think. No, hey, I have no problem admitting the better team won. I'm I'm not a shit talker that Yeah, and I appreciate that, Shane, because yep. I'm not either. So you are yep. very gracious in your communication. Yep. So No, definitely. If you guys listen to me at all in the beginning of the year, I was not in on Alabama or Jalen Milrow. Jalen improved throughout the year, but uh, you know, Alabama, they I don't think that they were I, I wouldn't even have put him in the in the final four myself. But, but you said that too. So, yeah. so you know, <sighs> it kind of is what it is, but we're not here for college football. Chicago Bears, though, a little bit of breaking news for people late to the to the news. Montez Sweat, Pro Bowler. So fuck you, Mike Lombardi, and your dumbass takes. Love to debate your ass on this show. And Jalen Johnson cashing in. You know, Pro Bowl isn't what it used to be, but when it comes to contract negotiations, those things, those things count and those things matter. And that's hey, I gotta give Jalen Johnson. I was I was anti-paying the guy heading into the season because I wanted to see more ball production. And he has completely transformed my thinking. And I think he is a must resign. He did exactly what we wanted. He he, you know, he put up and he showed out. So pay the man, get him, keep this secondary intact for years to come, and and we'll see. But uh, this, hey, look, I was just gonna say, a little surprise. DJ Moore got snubbed. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But you know, you know how that is with with you know winning teams and things like that. That all matters in the Pro Bowl. But um, I kind of expected him to get to be snubbed we know how that goes but having two guys in at least is is better than no guys so mm-hmm. i know i know our pro bowlers in the in the green room there staring at his keyboard pretending like he's not listening but i know he hears everything <laughs> superstar down there there he is yeah. he was the snub i thought you were cleaning up the the uh the TKO that you laid out on old Carmen earlier. <laughs> oh, no. That was fun uh, with, with Adam Rank. Yeah, we got into a little debate um, on Coach Eberflus and Justin and the direction. I, I'm just not going to let the manipulation of the wins and who they're winning against – be uh, misconstrued in any way. There go our YouTube comments already. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. Obviously, you have a fiery uh, fan base that, you know, they want, yeah, you know, bouquets of roses and everything. But did you see the the Pro Bowl? Sweat and Jalen made the Pro Bowl? Yeah, Adam... Yeah. Was breaking that there. And then you got DJ Moore not. And yeah. 
I think Sweat and DJ Moore, two trades that Poles made, have yeah. been the difference in a season. Well, and I think you have it's to ridiculous. Give him, I think you have to give him credit for Jalen Johnson also, even though he didn't draft him. He held his feet to the fire and essentially told him, you know, you go out there and we'll pay you. We, we want to see more. And then I know Jalen, you got to give him just as much credit, but yeah, it's a big, it's a big, big part of this, man. You're, you're absolutely right. Phil two massive trades. And when is the last time that that has happened for Chicago? Having two big time trades like that. Claude's getting food delivery over there. Is he? Uh, last time they had two big trades like that, Jay Cutler. Yeah, well, Jay changed this the dynamic yeah. to to a perspective. But thank you, C Spags. I love Adam Rankin. Oh, I'm wearing the thick podcast stuff. Uh, they're great over there. Carmen's great. I just don't agree with. Her take on Eberflus. I'm not going to let anybody. Do you want to give her to share? She's going to come on the. She's going to come on the show. I, yeah. I talked after the show. We're going to get her on. We'll see. It's not like she's going to be wrong. I don't think there is no weight to this Green Bay game. I think there's big weight in the Green Bay game for the head coach and the quarterback. Oh, 100%. It, it, it 100% matters. It does, Phil. You can't go out there and be awful situationally. Exactly. He's got to go out there and have – he's got to continue playing well. And if he doesn't, it's, it's 100%. There will be perspective changed amongst Bears fans based on one game. And this is this – is this is what makes me laugh, and I'm not making fun of any specific fan, but a group of fans. 90% of people saw Roma Dunze play for the first time the other night. <laughs> now, miraculously, people are – and listen, he is fan. Well, that's what they do. He's my wide receiver three. And, that's fine. And I, the, the one analyst um, – I've had him in my top. Jacob Infante moved him up from – really number three to number two based on based on the game the other night and i'm like come on come on you can't man. do that he's been yeah. my number two since you can't, you can't do it November, on one, october it on one game but the, this is the thing i mean and he also co-signed the bears drafting two wide receivers in the top 10 and i'm like what, what are we come on man i would that's why i've never i would like to talk to jacob because a lot of these takes are just outrageous I don't know how you flip flop. But Phil, can you imagine if we were live on air and Ryan Poles pulled the trigger on drafting two wide receivers in the top ten? That is that is franchise building malpractice. That is fantasy football like. Yeah, it's Madden. We would lose our fucking minds. It would be entertaining to have DJ Moore. Oh my God, Sheree, we would probably the FCC or whoever the fuck would throw us off air. I don't know how I'm backtracking that it's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to to lose when there's zero percent chance of losing and the Bears had. So shut the fuck up, Sivius. 
and listen and understand what's being talked about at the big boys table. The, this is right now. This is what manipulating we're manipulating the truth. And that's that's what's happening, Phil. People are more interested in trying to prove somebody wrong than improving their favorite football team. And this is the world that we live in today. Oh, I, I, I remember Phil saying Mac Jones name and saying that you had him as the number one quarterback in the draft. I didn't. It, exactly. It's not the truth. It we're, isn't even we were all Mac Jones fans here. You had him number two, and I think Cars and I had him number three and had Justin Fields number two. It was all Simo at the time had him number two. Yeah. So when he was here. I know one person we were in unison on, and that was Ooh. Zach Wilson. Yeah, we all Nobody said, here liked him. No one would pick him. We don't talk about that shit. We want to talk about and have narratives. I have said, I said it on the the sick podcast with Adam Rank. The coach is the problem here. The negligence with continuing with Getze, who's trying to change his mechanics, who's trying to do what they want to do offensively, has affected the quarterback immensely here. You have to look at what Justin does well and build your offense around that. You can't build, this is what we do. Justin's got to fit in it. They tried to change his footwork. Switching his fucking, I don't even know what you're doing, switching his foot. All I know is Justin's mechanics. I've spent, I've done these shows for two hours, sat down and showed you. I'm not making this up or cherry picking. And last week, I just played the whole offensive tape. Just like I was a coach in college. Just showed you the tape. We're all in the locker room. And this is Justin. And it ain't good. And I could pull up some. I'm working on the tape as we're talking on the show because I didn't have enough time today. Well, and that's, it's, that's it's the reality of it. You and I were you and I were talking today, and you can yes. see a completion made, but it doesn't end there. When I, there's a completion for, let's just say there's a completion for 22 yards, but with proper ball placement. It could it's go for touchdown. 60 in a touchdown. Right. That's what that's, fans don't want that's to. A big, I don't know why. That's a big deal. People get mad about that. I, I think they've never played the game of football, those people that get mad. They're conveniently convenient. It's no shot at Jackal because he was in my office today at work saying that. Same. Do you think, you know, he's asking the he's not being a dick. He's just, don't you think that this, he's playing better? I go, no, he's the same. There's much more talent here. So you got to make those plays, hit those shots when you're making them. And I I just, I'm just being honest with it. I'm watching the tape. If Justin was lights out, and I would be the first guy going out there defending this mother. Just like I've admitted I was wrong about uh, Darnell Mooney when he was coming out. And now uh, Javon Dexter, looking at Javon Dexter and how much he's improved, better than I ever thought, especially he'd even be as a pro. Phil, he's been harder year. than anybody on Cole Komet, and you, pra- you praised him. I, I should screenshot the text. You're like, bro, Komet is balling out. That was the game that he ended up getting hurt. Of course, just, he gets hurt. Just real quick, Sivius. praise him. The, the point is, yes, it is hard to win in the NFL. 
literally everybody in the world knows that that's got a brain phil did say that and it's true it doesn't mean within that game that you can't analyze good and bad amongst all players without bias there's no bias anybody that gets upset if you break down a pass and say oh justin didn't maintain his mechanics here justin held on to the ball too long or justin made a hell of a throw there you're only hearing what you want to hear based on your love for justin fields just because you win just because justin played well doesn't mean within that game itself that there's not negative plays from justin tom waddle said tom waddle talked about it last week he's like he was very very impressed with justin in the in this this game versus atlanta and he said he needed it because tom waddle said he destroyed me with how he played in the second half versus arizona he said it made me sick yeah he played, how he played. horrible but people and i don't. showed everybody that but people are all, that's look. a patron they know right. i have carrie franklin who is one of our biggest supporters all the time and he was a huge justin fields fan but you're looking at the tape it's not oh phil's got it. you know i just right. people are just so caught up in a fantasy fucking football world it just right it baffles and, me yeah so locked and loaded that's the thing why because people there's going to be people that that disagree chase daniel sees things differently didn't he come, didn't he come out kurt uh, warner isn't on the same thing uh, isn't on the same wavelength and thought process that chase daniel is on justin Fee. i also will say this jto sullivan watch his latest breakdown yeah he on, says on justin's justin. terrible right yeah completely different so it's People want to say that it's narrative in all of this nonsense. The one thing you're we, not getting we here is We want what's that. best for the Bears, 100%. We cheer for the jersey. You will never get a narrative here spoken. I go by the tape of it. I watch the game, and I have my rants, as you guys know, after the game and emotion to it. I've been around this game a long time. I'm not saying I'm always right. No one is. You're not right. Open up your show. Go on there. Put your name. Anybody could be Mr. Snugglepuss in the fucking YouTube comments. I want to see Mr. Snugglepuss's or T3P's podcast. I want to see you. Put your name to your analysis. Uh, I can. We can go for hours on all the things I was right about, but if we can go for... 30 minutes on the things I was wrong about, good. I'm doing it right. And if I have haters, I'm doing it even better. So I love you fucking haters because nine out of 10 of you are living in your mom's basement, playing your old SNES, trying to fucking win Mario Brothers for the 28th time in a record time, you fucking fat jackass. Why did I didn't have to say that? You skinny ass jackass. How about that? Either way. Must have been on the top of your fucking class. Mr. Snugglepuss. And William, the, the point, if protection breaks down, yes, you can understand no, it. No, we're not Phil, going on. No, no, no. Protection. But what but what my point is, Phil, you've showed people 
on tape with proper protection pocket where there he's, where there's a pocket bending down like where he's, he's five going eleven from six three or six four yes. to five eleven with a clean pocket and then the, then your rebuttal to that is going to be well there's nobody open and that's bullshit because he showed you that too and it's not every there, listen justin's made a ton of plays where people didn't catch the football that would have added to his production he had a that's great throw to tyler scott who dropped it in the end zone yeah the one he, the time he had his, his best throw isn't the touchdown throw no. to DJ Moore. That's a good throw. The best throw, Mr. Snugglepuss, pay attention here. The best throw is an anticipation deep post to DJ Moore where he anticipates it. I'll show you his mechanics. His footwork is sound. Over-the-top delivery. I'm like, who is this? This is the guy. That you gotta be, and then the very next play, he's doing the same breakdown, the hitches, the processing. There's a dash pass that's so indicting, and I like nobody can debate me. Nobody, like it's just you can't debate it. Dash pass, the inside slot receiver runs and out, the outside runs off to open up the outside. The Bears. Typical, run it to the short side of the field. What does that say to you? Think about this. If you know football, if you're running dash to the short side of the field, how quick should the ball come out if you're going to the short side of the field? It should come out real quick because guess what? If you wait, what happens to an out on a dash? It gets to the sideline, to the defender. There you go. So if we wait, wait, wait. Oh, now we throw it. Guess what? He catches the ball, T3P, out of bounds. When the ball could be bump, boom, snap and throw it. That's, you see Penix Jr. just fucking dropping dime. Boom, boom, ball comes out. Boom. Caleb Williams. Boom, ball comes out. Boom. That's where it is. There's no breakdown in mechanics. That's where you're betting it. All of this is a gamble. Justin Fields was a gamble. Mac Jones is a gamble. Trevor Lawrence is a gamble. Drew Brees was a gamble. They're all a fucking gamble till they get in the game and play the game on the NFL level, Snugglepuss. And that's the difference. It's the difference. And I, I can't wait to talk to Weeder. I said it on Rank Show. I think it's a huge mistake. Keeping Matt Eberflus. Anybody's to blame? It's Matt Eberflus. But he didn't pick Justin Fields. Who's the negligent one then? Ted Phillips and George McCaskey. Will they do this shit again? Oh, we're going to stay the course. We're going to trade Justin Fields and keep Matt. Get a new OC. You think they're going to do that? They're going to keep Justin, keep him? Right on the patron app, yes. Yeah, just the tapeneverlies.com, sign up. Everything is stored right there. You'll have access to it all. Dan Weeder's intro comes with a beat we can't use, so that sucks. Yeah, that's fine. I know, but I was just recognizing it. But uh, the reality of 
the debates with the a lot of these people don't know tape. They don't know football. They don't know how to, you could break down a quarterback all you want. Do you know how to break down the offensive line and the protection? Should Justin have slid, slid the protection another way? Or was it Lucas Patrick's call where the protection goes? Because you're just allowing linebackers to walk into the backfield? That ain't, that ain't part of the play call by Getze is the lack of fundamental execution. Who is that on? Is that on Justin Fields or is it on the offensive line coach, the uh, offensive coordinator? Yeah, Matt, I saw that same report. The same guy came out like a year ago and started playing the same game. So I would, I would dismiss what old Bob has to say. I wouldn't take any of it serious. There's no way that he called a source in Hallis Hall when no, you're heading into the last in week Hallis of the Hall. season and telling you what their plan and their blueprint is for the offseason and for the draft, even in terms of draft positioning and where you want to be and, and what you're scared of. It's 100% bullshit. All these people start coming out now yeah, banking on – well, Bears fans what, and people. What you realize is if you go down that thread that Bob put out there. Who's Bob? That, the guy that is claiming that he's got a source oh. in Hallis Hall. He said, well, things can change rather quickly. You know, so that's the, I'm going to give you this bullshit info. But just, <laughs> exactly. just realize that things can change so I can cover my bases. So, yeah, don't put any stock in that whatsoever. Yeah, these... These forces and all that, I I just laugh at it at this point. I'm sitting here, you know, last night with Cherie and Chris Zorich, and Chris is going all in on Eberflus and the culture and the fucking club dub and cigars. You're not even going to the fucking playoffs. You're celebrating winning. They're they're manipulating a story. We've won five. You haven't won five in a row. You haven't won five in a row. Five in a row at home. You won five in a row at home. It's a hell of a lot different story. The Bears haven't won five in a row since when? When's the last time? Claudio, look it up. When have the Bears won five in a row? What year? Was that the year Mike Brown picked off in Cleveland? No. Back-to-back wins? They won five in a row? They must have did it in 2018. You think they did? Yeah, I think so. Because weren't they 13-3 and that year? They were. They may have. You're right. Yeah, they had to have. But let's rip through some of these, Phil, before. Yeah, let's um, Steven W. says, hello, TTNL fam, DDP, Shane. Who you got? Who you got Uh, what? I what think he must mean? be talking about the national title game. I got Michigan, baby. Oh, I'm taking Washington. Let's just, go. Just Big based, blue. Just based on merit. I told Shuri it's going to be a bad week for her next week. It's going to be a bad week for her next week when she loses and I need you to be loses as her nice coach to and her national title. And I need you to be as nice to me as you was when Alabama lost. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I think 2012. It. Sorry. It was the last one. It uh, was 2012. Six, six, six games. What was, their, what was their streak in 2018? Yeah, on, let me make sure. Let me make sure I'm not doing like last year, last uh, yeah. last week, and uh, look it up. Go back, do your job, 
and then come back in with an answer. He's still talking behind the scene. Kentucky Bears fan, 1999. Thank you, sir. What do you think of Penix being Poles guy? Quick release, fast processor qualities. Poles likes based on Bajant. He also has great physical tools. Transferred and went through adversity. Common among Poles draft picks. Well, number one, first and foremost, before Claude gives us the answer here, with Penix is... Poles, we don't know what he likes. Well, we don't know, but with Penix, everything is going to come down to his medicals. Two ACLs, two ACLs, two ACLs, and two shoulders. Yes. So that's four major injuries to. And he's a lefty. Massive hands, though. Eleven-inch hands. Dude, that ball flicks out of his yeah. hand, boy. Fantastic player, but a lot of it's going to come down to medicals, and he's an older prospect. So he's he's going to be playing. Twenty-five. He's going, going to be, be twenty-five. I think he's twenty-four right now, but he's playing. He's four years older than JJ McCarthy is. Yeah, I think McCarthy should stay in school. Me too. Yeah, he's a year. I totally agree. But you never know how that goes if they lose Harbaugh. You know, you're going to Harbaugh is gone, according to Feinbaum. Yeah. Yep. Claudio, what do you got? 2018. You are correct. Yep. 2018. Shane was right. Week. Well, makes sense if you win. Week eight to week twelve. Nice. There you go. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. That was the he year. Updated his comment. Oh, who you got in the? Oh, who well, you got in the draft? Yeah. Well, Dude. well, we have a lot. Of, we have a lot of lot of months to get there. I mean, I know well, who we're taking. Knows. In, I, I know we're taking in the show. fifth round, Stephen. But I'm not telling you. I tell you, it's Caleb Williams for me at number one. That's who we're taking in the draft. Yeah. If I was the GM, I'd be trading Justin Fields, uh, getting what I can. Uh, Carm, you saw her, Shane. She said, talking to people around the league, scouts, GMs, they're looking at a third-round pick for Justin Fields. I said, no, I could see a one. We had a little debate there. I go, if Sam Darnold got two twos and a four, right? Uh, no, Darnold was a two, a four, and a six. So that's what he was? Yeah. Two, a four, and a six. If he got a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, Justin – it's got to be in that range or better. I even think, and Adam agreed with me, the Falcons and the fans and that win did more for his trade value there. Oh, I think, people agree. I think Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's going to be heavily involved. That's what push his price tag up is a team's competing with it. And then if you got three picks Do you address and you're your... getting Caleb Williams, then that's that's big. You want I gotta to get my glasses unless you could read it. Jared Perry says, "Phil, knowing the huge return you could get for the number one pick, does that change things for you, or would you still rather draft Williams and not get this kind of draft capital plus a possible player?" I'm taking just uh, Caleb Williams. Why? The reason why has been 40 years of waiting for that quarterback feeling that I had in 1995 with friend of the network, Eric Kramer, where I went into every game knowing I didn't really have to worry about our quarterback. It was going to be consistent. He was going to distribute and connect with the playmakers and make the plays on time, delivering the ball downfield on time accurately and move the change. Unfortunately, as Shane and a friend of the show, Dante Jones, will tell you the defense didn't match up with the offensive production that year. You're looking at a Super Bowl 
caliber football team. The offense was able to carry us to the playoffs that year, but unfortunately we weren't able to go further than that, and everybody knows the story. A generational quarterback. I've not, I didn't say that about Bryce Young. didn't say it about Trevor Lawrence. I didn't say it about these guys. And, and sometimes I let it slip, as Shane says. I kind of like generational because I don't look at it like that. So I took a step back. I know Shane pointed out Rick Spielman, and I'm on that same boat. The last time I saw a quarterback this talented was Andrew Luck. And I believe Caleb Williams is a better prospect coming out of college. Accurate, athletic, mechanics are perfect. The release is perfect. It's Dan Marino-like. When you watch the tape of this kid, he's not going to miss these throws that I see Justin Field miss or be late on. So that's going to give you the opportunity that you want your offense to move and distribute the football down the field. You could be mad. You could be upset. I'm not sitting here saying, and people get upset, and Adam Rank, to his credit, articulated it perfectly. And I had to pause the show at one point because I'm like, no, I'm not saying Justin Fields is not good. He is good for an offense that is built around his ability to move the pocket under center, power game, boot him out, get him in the gun, run the read option game with designed movement because his pocket throws aren't where they need to be. And I have more than enough evidence to show you this and the mechanics and the tap and the, the crouching down and the wind-up delivery, the all. Oh, I mean, you have a wide-open DJ Moore on the first play of the game, right? To Shane's talking point. And Justin gets it there. DJ Moore has to turn and run all the way to the side. If he puts it in front of him, it's a touchdown. And it's not hard. It's not hard. You anticipate the throw. You allow the receiver to run under it, and you, you're scoring a touchdown. How many times have you seen Aaron Rodgers drop a ball. Dan Daniel fucking Danny Dimes in New York is putting balls in the field of play for his receiver to run under and continue to run. Justin Fields has a bad habit of falling away from the throw and thus the ball tracks a certain way and carries out of bounds. I have more than enough evidence to show any patron could see it and i go this inconsistency isn't going to get fixed here so with the money commitment as shane has pointed out eloquently for weeks making that decision and it's, then investing in it, it it's a hundred percent and listen out and i was going to say this to, to dan weeder i, I shared yeah. this with with ryan cox phil i told you about it today this is going to come down to the m&ms for Ryan Poles. It's going to come down to money with David Mulata and Justin Fields, and it's going to come down to maturity with Caleb Williams. That's what this is. Both players are wildly talented. Both players have their flaws that need to be fixed. That part is a known. Anybody can figure that part out and see on tape that 
Justin Fields is talented. That Caleb Williams is talented. It's going to come down to money. And people don't want it. Then there's going to be people that make shit up and say, you don't have to pay him for three years. That's not true. It's going to come down to financial expectations for Justin and his agent. And just like Josh Lucas said, the same thing that I said weeks ago, Mulata is not taking any hometown, hometown discount financially. He's no. not who he has been ever. Now, when it comes to the M with Caleb Williams, it's coming down to maturity. You have to be Ryan Poles and George McCaskey or whoever wants to sit down with this kid, and you have to believe in him that the want to, the work ethic, and the leadership is a hundred is a hundred percent there and you it's got to be believable if you have questions on that then it's a big big problem that to me it's it's not doesn't lie here it's not coming down to talent it's not even coming down to to the tape carmen talked about talking to all these i only could quote her she's obviously not lying but she has done a huge amount of homework on Caleb Williams. If you think that that's a blizzard, you must live in Hawaii. Come on, bro. It's not a blizzard. It didn't affect this fucking ball. It was no fucking blizzard. And in fact, it's easier sometimes to throw in the snow. Yes, it is. But the reality is, it's on the tape. You see where Cherie, as a fan watching Justin Fields, where is Justin most likely not to throw on the football field? In the center. This is she's not watching my tape analysis every week. I don't think. Maybe you are. Yes, but, I do. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I should get a regular fan. My <laughs> wife would would say the same thing. She ain't watching. I'll tell you that. <laughs> my bad, Cherie is watching. Snugglepuss is not watching, but you're 100% right. His biggest area of weakness is throwing to the center of the field. Why? Any person that knows exactly, Anthony, why is that? Because you have to anticipate those windows in the seam. It has to be, I know this guy's running the deep end. If this safety comes down, I'm hitting the tight end running through the scene because he's wide open. There's a play in this game. Justin doesn't even look, and there's a guy 40 yards wide open. But he completed a pass to number 18, well, Tunyon. He can't yeah. throw in the windows and anticipate. That's not true. He no, can. He can. He doesn't do, he doesn't it, consistently. do it consistently. Right. And exactly. there's a bit. There's a big difference. But I do want to address this with Vince. You can't compare a guy that's got 37 games of tape in the NFL to the situation where Love took the money and Mulata took the money. They had no idea if he could play. He hadn't played in three years. This right. is year four for him. Of course they're going to take them. Mulata could have been sitting back and said, bro, you don't take this fucking money. You ain't getting it anywhere else. We got to take this. Justin's got he this is year three. He's got what is it, 39 games or whatever it is on tape. There's a big, big difference there. Mulata's if you guys think that he's gonna take less money than what Daniel Jones signed for 
there's not a fucking chance in hell. You could do a hundred thirty chance for Justin Fields. He ain't doing it. And I'm not gonna lie, this is what drives me crazy about fans is they always go to one play right. that he and had, about, and it's good. about consistency. So we right. said he can't throw in the middle. He this guy Jamal brings up the one time he did. You know, right? It's it, it's a consistency consistently missing the open man down the seam as Anthony Gordon is saying. I'm not here to make this shit up. If Justin Fields was amazing and people had doubts, I would show the amazing to put away the doubts. That's that's what this network stands for. Yeah. Vince, if you're not if if Pulse isn't sold on him, 100% no. That's not the way you have to believe if you're if you're breaking down Caleb Williams and you sit down with this kid, you have to be positive when you come out of those meetings, when everything is wrapped up with a pretty little bow, that this kid is going to lead us to Super Bowls and to lead us to consistent big-time quarterback play in the future. You have to be sold on that. You can't come away and say, oh, well, maybe no. Then that's what happens when – you draft Mitch Trubisky at number two overall. That's what happens. But let me ask you guys this, because this is what I always find funny with the people that have drawn their line in the sands with this. Because there's the camp, there's the Justin Fields camp, and then there's the, the Caleb camp. But then everybody's like, all right, well, you have to take the haul that you would get for Caleb Williams, and then you have to let Ryan Poles cook. Imagine what Ryan Poles could do with all those extra assets, he would build us the best team ever. He's legit. He knows what he's doing. Give him that ammo. But what if Ryan Poles comes away and says, Caleb Williams is my quarterback and I believe in him. All of those people that are saying, let Ryan Poles cook are going to be like, yep, you're a fucking idiot. No, we don't believe in Ryan Poles. <laughs> Ship this dude. That's the way that it shifts for everybody on a, on a whim. And it yes. makes no sense. Let him cook with all this ammo because we believe in you. You're, you're gonna you're gonna bring in all these players that are amazing because you know what you're doing. Oh, you want to pick your quarterback? You want to draft Caleb Williams? You're a fucking moron. You don't know what you're doing. So you're playing both sides of the fucking fence, and that's I'm, bullshit. I'm just putting together the tape for later tonight if we want to use it, Shane. Yeah, and you're not going to lose the locker room. Listen, everybody said that the Bears were going to the Bears were going to the, the day oh, and lose you. the locker room. I wish with this was a super chat question. <laughs> I wish it was because someone should delete Brian Biggs Briggs and put it as a super chat so I can answer this. You can still answer it, yeah. You won't lose the locker room if Justin Fields is traded. Oh, he's saying exactly what I was going to say. I thought he was on the opposite end. No. That whole talk, people are going to shut the fuck up. That is the, oh, no one's going to want to play if they leave Justin Fields. Justin Fields might want to leave. You don't know. And number two, is Justin giving a fuck about you when you're looking in the mirror? I'm talking about his teammate. Everybody is worried about their families they as win. they should be. They, they want, want to win. win. And then if you win, guess what? Caleb then Williams we, comes then in. Then you get paid. 
Guess it what happens? Caleb Williams comes in, forms an immediate bond with Tyler Scott and Cole Komet. Opening day game next year, rookie quarterback Caleb Williams, number 13. Crowd is there. Troy Aikman and Buck on Monday Night Football. They put it all on the Bears. Fucking goes out there, lights it up. Four tutties. Two to Tyler Scott. You think, man, I can't catch his ball. I miss Justin. No. This shit don't happen. Stop playing that dumb game with the media. It's dumb. Whatever polls does, yeah, because everybody split, Joseph. That's where they are right now. They're split. They're split down the middle in frustration. Just like T3P, he could talk shit, but he certainly wouldn't click the link to come on here with Shane and Phil. Click the He's... link? He wouldn't even show up in the DM. He's... Dude, he's got the number 16 podcast in Singapore. That dude's living the fucking life. Well, the only thing we're playing for this season is to knock Green Bay out. So I don't know what that is. Maybe they'll have a cigar if they lose to Green Bay because they had a great effort. They almost won. That's that's where this fan base is. Guess what? If we had a real coach, we'd be fucking playing for the fucking division. With those four epic losses. It's true. Yeah. You think, yeah, I'm 100% right. Yeah, you'd be playing for the fucking division. The coach has cost you. Justin is a byproduct of negligence, coaching malpractice. They didn't want to build their offense around him. Those people that misconstrue what Shane and myself and honestly, I don't know where Cars stands on this, but I know he brings a lot of stats and facts. Cars is 100% all in on drafting Caleb Williams. So there we go. I, I He should be on keeping it 100 at least once this month. And and he is a huge Penix fan. Good. And that was – he was having a little bit of fun when we had our guy. I'm a Matt big fan. I love – oh. Listen, I, I don't want to go crazy in the draft. Yeah. We're going to be breaking down the draft like exactly. nobody else. I got to shout out my guy, Chris Harold, for the game tapes that he sent. I already have four quarterbacks in the hopper. Caleb, Jaden, Derek May, Penix Jr., all ready to rock and roll. And, Cherie, guess what I got for Christmas from Chris Harold? What? Yes. Just take a guess. Chicago-related. Something mm. I always love. Shane, you could guess. A t-shirt from Baby Gap that you were to work? Oh, wait. Is that real? A bobblehead? A <laughs> painting no. bobblehead? I have one of those over here. <laughs> he sent me Garrett's popcorn, bro. Oh, nice. Oh, oh my God. I don't even I know. I'm thinking I don't even want to know the last. You don't even want to know the last person I got that from. <laughs> you probably know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Chris Harold, for the gear. I haven't opened it yet. Yes, if he checks out medically, he's a first rounder. He is definitely a first round talent. Zorich and I have been, and with Sharia, have been talking about him all season long. You can't deny what he continues to do. Al Davis is is, is alive in spirit watching Penix as he throws the deep ball down the field. I mean, he's throwing dimes, and that's the difference here. And hopefully this tape will get 
put into the hopper and I can have it ready and we can look at it when our guy comes on the show. It's not there yet. Let me put it as a favorite. But again, a lot of people talk that talk and manipulate truth. So it's very important that you pay attention who you're following, who you're listening to, who you're debating with. I think people hold on to the wow plays he makes. They hear the media complain about Getsy and latch on to that as well. He's the definition of inconsistent. Man, if I had a t-shirt to give you, bro, that would be the perfect That was one of Kurt Warner's things. He said, you can't live in the wows. You have to be consistent everywhere else with the wow plays that'll come along every once in a while. We get that. You can't just live in the wows. And that... Guys, this isn't us bagging on Justin Fields. We're called the Tape Never they... Lies Network. This is what we do. You think that we want to bag on a kid for a fucking narrative because we're so sick of losing here? No, we want to be a consistent winner. What good does it do us to make up bullshit about a quarterback? For Especially what? one on our team that we already it have makes, with two no first-round picks. You think I wouldn't want to continue to build? That would be the way I would go. But if you own the first pick in the NFL draft, what the frig? Oh, yeah, that's right. This fucking phone is a different. I'm lost. What about you, Sheree? I'm audio. You own the first pick in the draft. I'm sorry. I was, I forgot the iPhone 15 has the. Different. Oh, the, the USB-C. Mm-hmm. The USB-C. So I was trying to I go, why isn't this fitting? Is something in there? So, Ninos, let me ask you this. Consistency comes with coaching and pass catchers that can pass catch. So what part of consistency comes with where, where does the, the quarterback fit into that? Because this is another thing that I see all of the time. So nothing. Everybody no, that is, is pro Justin Fields, the issues are literally everywhere else. Tony Madeline didn't keep him warm enough on the sideline. It was a fucking <laughs> blizzard out there. Or, come on, Justin Fields has warts that are on Justin Fields. When there's a guy wide open, throw him the football. We're not the only people saying that. But people want to get fired up about it. Justin has made amazing plays along the way it's all about consistency and where you're getting to the point now is where money is going to come into it oh yeah and you have the first pick in the draft now there's people in there saying that caleb williams isn't a leader that he's uh, somebody called him a diva okay all right show me uh, maybe you know him personally because i don't i know somebody that i've talked to that knows that has vouched for the kid hundred percent as a leader. We'll see. It'll all come out. It's yeah. gonna all come out. I, I know don't see fan everyone bullshit. I've I've talked to has said Caleb Williams is the opposite of what he's being portrayed. He never said anything about owning a team. These are all made up things for teams that like really this. want never this kid well. on their team. How many did uh, did Peyton Manning? Guess what? Guess what Tennessee did the year after Peyton Manning left? 
they won the national title with T. Martin. He never, he never did, played in. The did Patrick, did Patrick Mahomes? No. Patrick Mahomes never won the Heisman. Fuck that. I mean, come when on. You're, I want to address this other thing that I saw. Aside from us destroying the Notre Dame bullshit, three interceptions. Explain though. Well, he had five on the season. Or six, was it? Five. The reality is you don't scout a guy in one game. And if you watch that game and watch the freaking fourth quarter performance he puts on, you'll understand a battler that's fighting adversity. And that would be a check mark in the box of somebody scouting and recognizing the intangible competitive drive that a player has to bring his teammates on his back. Then you got this. Oh, they were excited. That was a fucking exhibition game USC was playing. If you're putting any stock in Louisville, USC, with all these people transfer portals and out, and, oh, look at his numbers versus – you are absolutely a troll. You are a troll. You're a fantasy football guru on Sunday morning with your waiver claim. You're amazing. But you ain't doing it on – regards to a quarterback playing in college football or going to the NFL. It's just, it's a travesty. We have these voices out there. I thought it was bad with Colin Kaepernick and Skip Bayless, but now there was a great, have you ever seen the morning show on exactly Leonidas? You get it, bro. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Snagglepuss again, right? Acevedo. Never go in the gun to get one. The Bears do it consistently, and they fail consistently, right? Acevedo, our patrons are making their own T-shirts because he's dropping the ball. (laughs) Um, But what I was going to – have you ever seen the morning show on Apple Plus? Do you have Apple Plus, Shane? Yeah, yeah. I know. got to start. This show is so good. I just started rewatching The Sopranos and Cherie made fun of me. Yeah, let's start a new show now. Start the morning show. I think you'll love it. But there's a quote in there that one of the guys, DG, it, it he's 100% right. It's one of the best written shows on TV. It's so good. And I'm paraphrasing the quote. I wish I re- wrote it down. But She's talking, it's Jennifer Aniston's character, and she's talking about the responsibility. We're a broadcast network. Twitter is just, an ex- it, there's a place for it, but it ain't a broadcast. They're just spitballing ideas out there. You have a responsibility as a broadcaster, like we do, and we take this responsibility to the highest of levels of integrity. You have a responsibility to do all the checks before you have an opinion. Like, I can't do BHL's rant and not watch the Bears game. My rant is my opinion based on what I saw. So we understand where that is. When I go on this show, I'm broadcasting to the world. Phil, are we really talking about the morning show? I mean, you've devoted (laughs) at least 45 seconds into this one-hour show already to talking about the morning show you son of a bitch i can't believe i can't talk about something that somebody will get a lot from 
Of course, Brandon. What would you like us to talk about for the hundredth time, Caleb Williams, and why I think he's better than Justin Fields? It's 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 become a ridiculous showcase of this franchise and these people. Fact is, no one, no one knows at this point. Polls is going to evaluate every option. It's what any good GM would do. Chris, totally agree. All this stuff in the room, I think they, I thought they made a decision on Eberflus a while ago. And I really think there's some weight I because they be, like the guy. I on will, what happens with the Packers game. I will say this. Go ahead. I will be stunned if he's fired. It's sad. It's sad. What if they get 35 to 3? Packers beat the Bears. You see them selling that to the fan base oh, no. that Monday? Can I see the Bears selling it? Yeah. Yeah. Because we've seen it before. <laughs> I no, I won't even fucking. I can't even stop. Collaboration. Yeah, no, no, no. I take I, a fucking two week break. I think he ought to feel that quote that I sent you today from Matt Eberflus. A head coach is not talking about that. Unless he knows he's well, back. I think this guy is so dumb. Like yeah, he lists the know. positives no matter. He's Mr. Rogers. That's just, that's just who he is. I don't think game. he's I don't think he's dumb. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's very calculated. Okay. I'll but, rephrase it, yeah. Your Honor. I think he's football coach dumb. He always is talking positives. Situate it's and just like situational situationally. He's, he sucks. He's very, very poor. A hundred percent. Totally. And I agree. think situations like post game of epic losses, you don't come out here listing how well you played in the third quarter. It's just, yeah, and so I let's can't just, deal let's, with another season like that. Claudio so for Wayne. Then Shane's question. Yeah. When was the last time the Bears swept the Packers? That's what I'm looking up now, trying to find it. I put it up for Claudio. Thank you, Wayne oh, Bender. My God, two dollars from Wayne Bender. Shane, what were you? No, we didn't say? sweep him in 06 because we got boat raced the last game of the year that year. I remember. That's, That's always the, fun to get. Boat that was the raced. Bears' first. That was their first Navy on Navy game. Oh my Beautiful. God, I love the Navy on Navy until that game. <laughs> I can't. Shane. You and I have been down this road many times. Bears versus Packers. Packers take yeah. this game. I like have zero. I have I'm, zero. You're problem. our little brother. You yeah. pieces of shit. You suck. We don't care about you. You're nothing to us. I just the don't Bears know. Talk about it like what, it's just what another game. possibly would give anybody confidence that the the Bears are just going to miraculously show up to Lambeau and punch Green Bay. I mean. Other than being a fanboy or just a plain dumbass at this point, we've we've been down this road before a hundred times. A hundred times. Agree. Go up there and prove it, and then I'll believe it. Because right now, I, I they've given me I don't care if the defense is on an uptick. Go up, Hoyer, go up there and do it. Go Dobbs. up there and do it. Taylor Heineke. Right. They beat the big ones, Shane. <laughs> anyway, I got I see our guy in the green room sucking down the protein shakes that were 
we've met sent over. Oh my fucking god! Your lunch with Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're excited right now. Our guest for the t for tonight, you know him. We love him. We've learned. We've grown to love. Him. He's not a wet blanket. I we can't play his intro that we produced because the music will get us copyright claimed. So we have to go off the cuff. You know him from the Chicago Tribune. Some people hate Dan's real talk, but what better place to get real than on TTNL's Keeping It One Hundred? And every time he comes on this show, that's exactly what he does. From the Chicago Tribune. Let's bring him out, Mr. Dan Weederer. There he is. What's up, Dan? Fellas, Happy New Year. How are you? Uh, the life great. of a Bears fan, Dan. How do you think we're doing? Yeah, uh, you should be doing better than uh, most of the times that we've talked. Oh, yeah, things, are, things are pointing in the right direction. They they are, but we also, I don't know. I think you probably know where I'm going with this. This is also the Bears and... Just f doing what you do. Let's just start off this way. Yeah. Where's your confidence level that this is going to go right for Chicago and Lambeau? On Sunday, um, I'm, I'm not sure. picking them. I'm not picking Chicago. I had to go on my regular WGN spot this afternoon, and I still picked the Packers. I, I reserve yeah. the right to change before we get to Friday. But I do think that there have been so many positive signs over the last two months that give you legitimate hope that we're not just grasping and hoping and, and pulling at things to conjure up the optimism. This team is playing really, really well on defense. Um, they've got some things coming together on the offensive side of the ball. Now some huge big picture questions, obviously coming up real, real soon next week yeah. and, and beyond. Um, but, but look like they, they should be able to, to, to compete in this game on Sunday, yeah. they should be able to win it. I think we're all just taking the see it to believe it approach with that. Yeah, there's nothing um, wrong with that. Right. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I, I was talking to some guys today in the locker room at house hall about the value for a team like this of playing a big stage, big moment game like this. Nasty. you got nothing left in your season, but this right. is an experience to like take with you into 2024. And, and, and I love it because this could have been a, a week 18 fart. You know, like yeah, seven, right. eight weeks ago, we thought neither of these teams would have anything going for them and it would just be, you know, fart sound. And now we've got a, a game that we're all probably pretty intrigued by. Dan, you look at this coach and what he's done. Obviously, uh, I'll just say where I am with him, ready to move on from him. I'm not getting fooled by the, the wins. Yeah. I'm looking at the epic losses, five of them. Uh, for uh, franchise record losses by this coach. Um, the culture of the club dub and smoking cigars after winning a, a game against the Falcons that really did nothing for you this season leaves a weird taste in my mouth and a lot of the veteran bear players that I've talked to and coaches, like, what are they doing there? What is your take on the culture and the coach of the Chicago bears and that whole club dub thing that obviously continues from Nagy now again? Well, so let's, let's start with Sunday's win in the cloud of cigar smoke that was hanging in that locker room <laughs> when we walked in after the game. I, I I'm usually with you. I'm usually, 
rolling my eyes pretty hard and saying, you know, what exactly are we celebrating? You know, you're seven and nine, like let's, let's, let's keep proper perspective. This one felt a little different to me. Number one, just because it was new year's Eve. And I felt like there was a kind of a festive holiday spirit to the whole thing. I'm like, Hey, we're putting the uh, bow on a year that had a lot of turbulence and a lot of turmoil. And we finished it on a high note and we should all be so lucky, right. To finish our years on a high note. And so, so I cut them a little slack on that one with the understanding that they better be carrying that same perspective that they have not achieved anything. They have not accomplished anything. The, the, the common problem with this organization for the entire time that I've covered them is setting the bar too low and then acting like something happened when you clear a low bar. This can't be that it just can't be. Um, Cole Komet said, you know, I thought the cigar smoke was a little much, but then went on to say that this is the first time really maybe in his entire career with the bears where he feels a legitimate team starting to emerge. And I think there's meaning to that and some significance to that, to those guys that know they're going to be part of that core um, that know that that core is, is legit now for the first time in a while. And so um, look like you want to light up more cigars than go beat the Packers on Sunday at Lambeau field. If, if, if they get beat by double digits up there, this season ends on a really sour note. If they win the right. football game, it, it ends on a on a pretty high note with six wins in the last eight games and a belief that you can then go and compete in 2024. So that's why this game on Sunday is is cool because it's just that it can swing the pendulum uh, pretty significantly. Exactly. So Dan, obviously beyond that, the, the next big question is is quarterback and yes. Bears getting the number one pick and and and. Phil and I are on the same wavelength, and I understand you see the uptick in Justin that we've been, I don't want to say that we've been waiting for, because, but still there's there's inconsistencies there that you're breaking down the tape, we're breaking down the tape. Yeah. We all see it. Yeah. I've come to the conclusion myself that really this is going to come down to, to, to the M&Ms. That's what I call it. It's going to come down to money versus maturity in the Caleb Williams versus Justin Fields debate. Okay. Yeah. The money with David Mulata and Justin Fields, their financial expectations versus the maturity of Caleb Williams. Both guys are wildly talented. Both guys have their warts at quarterback play. And I think everybody knows that. I think Ryan Poles, Ian Cunningham, everybody knows that. I think it can be as simple as Ryan Poles sitting down and – Letting Caleb Williams and his his agent and, and everybody involved show them that he's going to be believable as a leader. Does this matter to him? Somebody made the comment, is he more interested in Heisman's or is he more interested in Super Bowls? And that that's that's a big deal. And with Justin, how can we overlook he's not going to take less money than Daniel Jones got in right. if you're moving forward? So where do you kind of Right, because this—I mean, you deal with it as much as is. Yeah, volatile. I mean, people are <laughs> are dug in, and I mean, it's it's crazy. But the, the, Shane, the volatility to me is unlike anything I've ever experienced. Ever, I, I have ne- I have never seen anything like this. My theory on this, one of my theories on this, is that we've changed social media to the extent where, um, 
things that you might not otherwise have been exposed to are now being brought to your doorstep. It's ringing your doorbell with guys with blue check marks that are somewhere that I've never heard of and making strong statements. And then everybody reacting to them, like it's the declaration of the end of the world or the start of a new universe. And, and, and it's just like, it, it just every day it gets, it gets crazier on there. And yeah. it's like, you literally have to have to t- take a deep breath in the morning, one at lunchtime and one at night and go, okay, this is a different, sphere of things because i do have rational conversations about this with um casual bears fans who aren't screaming at me on twitter or, yeah. or doing things like i it's just i think the social media toxicity toxicity of this whole thing has has gotten out of hand and and i was joking with someone yesterday at least we uh we, we only have three and a half more months to to, to go through this <laughs> i mean like there's a long period yeah, here right. for this for this yeah, versus justin yeah. i already my feed already is that you know now the the national shows are making this the centerpiece of everything they talk about again every day and we're going to deal with that yeah. for, for multiple months and it's going to get exhausting really quickly um i think ryan poles has an obligation to step back when the season ends look through a a, a fair lens you know to to take a sober approach to this and make the best decision for the long-term future of the bears i think where people get caught in this riddle that the bears face is thinking that oh well this team's ready to win now you know you can't afford to to just suddenly pull the plug on a quarterback who's who's showing growth they're ready to win now well i i've been consistent now for three four weeks and saying like the goal is not to be good in 2024 it's to be good for eight of the next 10 years yeah you know and so you have to choose the path that that gets you there now look the, the the caleb williams thing like everything I know about Caleb Williams is from people in the league that I've talked to. I haven't done any of my own homework in terms of watching him or, or going through that process yet. But, but you do hear things from people within the league about just how impressive the skill set is, mm-hmm. how on day one, he will come in with feel in the pocket that we are applauding Justin for reaching, you know, at the end of season three. You know, and and it's like, okay, well, okay, you're not going to have to go through a three and not even consistently. Right. You're not going to have to go through a three year process to have a guy where you just give him what I've called parental pats on the head. Good job, buddy. Way to be good in the pocket. You know, like it's it's going to be like, okay, this guy legitimately feels a game and he can operate in there. The consensus in the league right now is that, you know, I, I so I'll give you guys a tease here tomorrow morning, Friday or Thursday morning at Chicago Tribune.com. I've got a long 15 chapter like deep dive on what people in the league are saying about the bears quarterback situation, about Justin, about Caleb, Mm -hmm. about what their options are going one way or another. One of those uh, chapters is about the Caleb Williams tape evaluation being something that everyone in the league will be done with in four hours and go, okay, seen everything I need to see. It's there. NFL stardom potential all over the tape. Yes. He's not perfect. Yes. There are flaws. Yes. This is not a can't miss situation, but tape homework assignment done. Great. I've cleared out more of my winter and spring to now go dig into the wiring and the vetting process of Caleb Williams wiring will be everything to teams in the league and trying to figure out, you said, I think you said Heisman's or, or Super Bowls. I had a former AFC offensive coordinator say, are you coming in from day one, hoping to advance yourself as a football player or Mm -hmm. are you in this for celebrity are you in this for stardom are you in this for those things because that's going to be a non-starter for some teams that will see all that talent but say man like we need full investment from day one and see his pinned tweet right on his twitter feed i have not what what, what it says i'm a businessman no i'm a business 
man. You know, that's right. that's Caleb Williams pinned tweet. So on there. Like you got to ask him about that, but you right? got to exactly. talk to him because that could mean two different things. Yeah, you right. You football talk is to a business, right? Every is. single person I've talked to about Caleb Williams unsolicited has brought up Carl Williams, his dad, who is apparently very involved and and has mm-hmm. you know when he got to Southern Cal set up a marketing plan for him. NAL is a new thing, you know, in that world, and they 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 were ready for it and they capitalized on it and, and god bless him nobody says like 100 he's a good actor it. dan on those <laughs> <laughs> dr pepper commercial yeah good. But, you know and so, so like i the, the guy i was just talking about the, the the former coordinator said i would make a rule if i were in charge of the organization and say no commercials until year three like Let's just go dive into this. Let's go be a football player. Let's go lift the organization. And if you do that, particularly in Chicago, the entire world's going to come to you in 24 months and you're going to own the world. Right. And like, then go do the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey thing, you know, go get a a ring, go play in the Super Bowl, uh, win a, a few division championships, and then just like, you know, live it. But, but until then, like understand what playing quarterback in the NFL requires, understand what, these people in your locker room expect of you on a daily basis. And that's a big challenge. You know, that's the other part of this homework process is how do these kids that are fresh out of college lead grown men, you know, like, and you've got to go in there and, and, and figure that out. Um, You know, the other thing that this will be in my piece tomorrow is somebody said to me, uh, there are two kinds of alphas. There's alphas that are alphas because their personalities are alphas. And there's alphas that are alphas because they were the best player on their college team. And you've got to go figure that out. Yeah. Talk to the kid. Talk to everyone that's been around him at Southern Cal, at Oklahoma, at his high school in Washington D.C., and and figure out what he's made of and and what that DNA is. And 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 you got to answer that question because this is a decision that will shape the direction of your franchise for a decade or longer. We've talked about it before with the missteps they've made in previous quarterback drafts. You cannot take it for granted. And and I'm I'm hopeful that Ryan Poles with the oversight and guidance of Kevin Warren will um, sidestep the banana peels that have uh, sent the bears spiraling out of control in, in, in other situations. You've said a lot there. At least he doesn't drive a Camry. That's one good thing, right? (laughs) It depends how much is Toyota offering for the endorsement. (laughs) But let me get back to the coach, then the quarterback again. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We we, we glossed over the the coach. It's okay. The Eberflus thing for me, I don't think he's the head coach. I think that the epic losses and failures, had you been a good coach situationally, you'd be fighting for the division. But instead, you've lost 14 straight. Don't give me the shit about tanking and this, that, and the other. Thank you. You you can't go that route and excuse that stuff. This is a losing culture. You lose, you lost, and then you won with a backup quarterback. Then you heard Chris Collinsworth's comments towards Tyson Bajan taking shots. They got that. He got that from the coaches. So there's a disconnect there. Justin comes up. The culture, the coach, for me, with the losses and this big game, as none of us saw happening here, what are your thoughts with keeping this guy? I always say that the NFL is a tightrope. It's a high-wire act to get from one platform to the next to make the playoffs, and one simple misstep and you're not in the playoffs you're in the safety net at the bottom looking up going that looks cool you know and, and right. the bear the bears took one step on the tightrope this season and just 
free-falled right off the, the tightrope. Right. They were 0-4, and, and we all say, okay, they're finishing strong, and they have a chance to go 6-2 and two in the last eight games of the season. Well, all you had to do was win one or two more games in September and October, and yep. now, now everything is different. The entire situation is different, and so you don't get the free pass of, like, just throw out weeks one through four. No, weeks one through four were a real thing, and included in weeks one through four was the abrupt – exit of your defensive coordinator that then required you you to use energy to go take his responsibilities and then redistribute your responsibilities in a way that made everything start to hum again. Now credit Matt Eberflus for getting this thing on track, for turning this defense into a defense that we all enjoy watching now and is truly um, good in every phase and playing well at all three levels. And and you say, okay, like, cool, that's, that's good. Uh, They lose a running backs coach in week nine who had to be let go from the building. Well, okay. That required, time and energy to shore up. So all of these things are, are part of the evaluation. They have to be. Um, the other part of this is I, I, I listen, like I get varying responses on this from people around the league in terms of, do you have to marry up your decision on the quarterback with your decision at head coach? And I, there's a lot of people that say, yes, that if you're going to. They've never pivot, done it. Fan. Yeah. If you're going to pivot in a new direction, you have to set that up with a, clear crystallized vision for development for the quarterback and so how is matt going to oversee that he better communicate that if he wants that that luxury or that opportunity to to continue on down that path whether it's justin or someone else like we need to know in 2024 what's what's the vision for developing the quarterback so that's got to be part of all this you're not if you stick with matt i think you probably have to give the at least the appearance and the assurance of it's not just a a winner else year because that right. was the disaster in 21 or, that's what yeah, it's going to be though that's right? what it's like, going to be man that's what scares people around the league is like you 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 just you just did that you 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 screwed up the first year of Justin Fields's career because you paired him with a, a general manager and a head coach who understandably wanted to start Andy Dalton because it was their way to keep their jobs. They didn't, they didn't air in that situation. And so, um, yeah, I mean, so that, that's another factor with the coach. I look like I've said for a while now that I'm as fascinated by the decisions that the bears are going to make in the next few weeks as I am by the explanations that they give us for the decisions that they did make, because they're going to have to explain it. All of them. The explanations the are almost thing, the scariest part. Dan. <laughs> this organization that's the that's they don't he comes out in an epic loss and lists the positives in it you're the only fucking hope for us sometimes to to counter back i shouldn't say you're the only one but you do tend to counter back to reality like answer the reality you just right epically failed against the broncos you're up 28 to 7 there's a 0.1 chance of you losing you lost you did that three times this year three and that we're going to just gloss over these things. Those three the, wins the equals won. the division. The Browns. The Browns. Just that's. It. I mean, the that guy was... off the bet with off of diaper changes last a couple of weeks ago comes in here against your vaunted defense in the fourth quarter. That one's ahead, as gutting as it, I know. It's just that one was as gutting as it gets. And I, I with everything I, at stake. Yeah. I, I I compared it to the locker room after the double doink game in terms of the 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 mm-hmm. way that guys were like. It felt like they had been hit in the stomach with an anvil. You know, it just they, like you just saw them trying to come to grips with the idea that, oh my god, I cannot believe that just happened. Uh, particularly the guys on the defense that played really well for fifty three minutes. You know, and then the last six or seven it got away from them and that, that that's terrible. And that, you know, and then 
you leave that locker room and you go into Matt's press conference, uh, you know, press post game press conference opening statement is I told the guys in there that we're going to go back, you know, and you're like, well, wait a second. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the message that this group needs in this moment right now, like focus on the fundamentals of the individual position. They're gutted. Like they need someone to, to pick them up right now. And, and, you know, it just kind of felt like a head coach AI speech that was given in that moment. And so, you know, there is some clumsiness to that that has to be taken into account. And the quarterbacks that the Bears have won that Shane has pointed out, Shane. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's not an Josh Dobbs, Bryce Young, Taylor Heineke, Sam uh, Howell, Sam Howell, Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Right. They have not, they the best quarterback right. they've beaten, arguably, is Jared Goff. Jared, Jared Goff. Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff for sure. Or Kyler Murray, if you want to go there. But he's been up and down and what have you. Who knows yeah. what the future is him? Best right? quarterbacks and best teams, you know, and, and that's why I had um, a source tell me over the weekend that that he caught, he said it's a bifurcated league. And I had to immediately go to Google and look up what bifurcated mean because I didn't know <laughs> what it was. And he said, look, I'll, 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 I'll put it in simpler terms. There's an A league and a B league. And so there's like eight to ten teams that are in the A league. And then there's a bunch of uh, teams in the B league. And if you get all your wins from the B league, then you have to ask yourself what it's going to take to become an A league right. team. I, I went one further and said, that's I think great. there's a C league. You know, four or five yeah. teams. Obviously, the Panthers are one of those. Damn right. um, the Bears benefited this year from playing the NFC South. You know, they had a, a last yeah. place schedule with their other three division uh, games that they're playing against, you know, the Browns. And uh, obviously, the Browns were good at this point, but the Cardinals were part of that mix. The Commanders were part of that mix. And so you played a, an easy schedule this year, and the degree of difficulty is going to go up as you continue your climb. You better have a team that's able to to get there and a coaching staff that's, uh, you know, allows – its team to um, thrive in those game on the line moments that we've seen get away from. Dan, when we get back into the quarterback, how much do you think, like I said, the 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 M and M's, you know, the the money with Justin Fields, how much of that do you think is going to be a factor? I mean, for your franchise moving forward when you're when you're talking about, it. I know you got the fifth year option, you got to pick up. I believe it's May second, twenty twenty four. That's around 23.31 million, I believe is the the number. But also at the same time, a uh, agent like Malata isn't gonna want his guy playing on a one-year deal at any point. So it, it's just to me, it's so interesting, and that's what it comes down to. You get that the people that you talk to in the league, is that something that they've referred to as the resetting the financial clock and the importance of that? Or is it just more so with the cleaning the deck with the, you know, new head coach, new quarterback. Well, so there's two things here. It's And, and first and foremost, there's this perception that if um, the Bears drafted a quarterback at number one, they'd be giving up this, this haul that they'd get from number one pick. That is true. But keeping Justin and eventually signing him then – allocates money that you're not going to be able to allocate in free agency to other people right. that you'd be able to address. So there, there, there's a lot of moving parts to that conversation. The fifth year option has become sort of just like the first formal deadline on right. making a yes or no vote on your quarterback. And I, I put out a tweet a couple of weeks ago. I wish I had it in front of me right now because it is longer and, and fascinating about the, there was 32 quarterbacks drafted between 2011 and 2020. And it was the statuses of, of, which ones got their fifth year option exercised, mm -hmm. which ones, you know, 
were asked to play their fourth year. Daniel Jones being a prime example of that. No fifth-year option, play the fourth year, and then got rewarded for a good year. And now they're probably regretting that a little bit, giving them four years, 160. Um, the number of, of players on that list who had their option declined or didn't make it far enough to have their option decline, you look at that list and you go, eee. Huh. there's no example of a guy who had his fifth year option declined and then suddenly hit some springboard and is a star now, you know? And so you go, okay, what does that tell you? Everyone in the league says there's zero reason. Oh, lost him. Confidence. Hey, there. I did. Did I lose you there? Where I cut out at? Yeah. Yeah. You, you froze for probably a solid 10 to 12 seconds. There. Oh no. No good. Um, so, but, but what I was saying is, is, is there's no one in the league that is, is advocating with what we've seen mm -hmm. from Justin over 38 starts to pick up the fifth year option. And so that to most in the league registers is a pretty um, magnetic compass that tells you which direction you need to go in. If you're, you're saying we don't believe enough in him to say that we want him to be our quarterback in 2025, then why are we going to pass on this golden right. opportunity to, pick a guy in 2024 and he froze there 2024 and then he froze right yeah no and, and it's so like so, so you, i apologize you, you've got this opportunity here to to, yes. to you know to, to to find someone that you believe can be your quarterback right. well into the future and, and, and they pass on another mahomes hey you saw what stroud has done yeah. Can you know what I'm saying? What if they oh we get three picks, they turn out to be Rex Grossman, Michael Haynes, and whoever, right? <laughs> well, but that's the point, Phil. Then that's, that's you step have on to here. take these swings yeah. but to Dan, fix the quarterback. That's you the can't most be you can't thing. be afraid of the unknown. And no, I think there's there's be. there's a segment of the fan base right now that's paralyzing themselves with the there's no guarantee. It's not it, well what what you have right now isn't a guarantee. Right. What you have right now, you could be rebooting again a year from now and doing so in a much uh, less advantageous situation where you don't exactly. have the number one overall pick, where you don't have a quarterback class that many feel has options, and you're the first team in line right. for the options. God like, gave like, you this. This, right. this, this, was, this, this was this was one thing that a, a current GM in the league said to me this week that like I just I laughed out loud when he said it because I said, you know, do you how do you reconcile the idea that like you, obviously in those roles you have to swing for the fences? And he said, look, like you may have a uh, a solid single in fields. He could turn into a double, but obviously the goal is to get your, your team a home run at quarterback. And he said, they don't even need to swing for the fences here. They've got the number one fucking pick, you know? Yeah, so it's like, exactly. you don't even, you don't have to go leverage exactly. like five picks to trade up and exactly. go get the guy the way a lot of teams often do. You're just using another team's failed season to go. Like you're going to get a fastball right down the middle. You just have to hit the damn thing, right? you know, and you have to pick totally the right agree. guy. And it's set up to what you guys are talking about. Backed up, making a decision, as Shane has talked about, franchise, uh, fifth year option, guaranteed 25. Then you're paying 45 million. Right. Right? So you're backed up. You Minimally. Got the first round pick of the first pick in the first round for the second year in a row. God has given you this. You ran it back with Justin Fields, and I'm sorry. The only consistency has been inconsistency. That's it. And it's not good enough to – I talked about Steve Young, uh, uh, Mike Vick, uh, 
Vince Young, guys that can run and move and get into the NFL, and that runs out at some point, and you have to win from the pocket. He's still not consistently doing it. In the fourth quarter, yeah, you yeah. see the numbers. They they track with the tape. The numbers show in the big moments, he's missing the He's tapping the ball. He's squatting down, Dan. He can't see it. He misses it. I mean, even t- this game, I could put on tape right now with the three of us and just show you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's no, got I'm... DJ Moore wide open the first play. If he puts the ball to the appropriate spot, it's a walk-in. He puts the ball. He's got to track it over and outside. He leads him outside because his mechanics are off. He's got a pocket. And, you know, DJ Moore makes the play. It's a first down, It's a, but it could have been a touchdown. That's the thing. Woulda, couldas with this guy. The, the, and that's where I'm done. I'm, I'm ready to move on. That's I mean, where not, I am. You're not alone. And then, you know, the fourth quarter struggles are well-documented and they are known right. around the league. And, and people consider that a bright red. I hate when flag because he's, he's where, so good. Freeze again, or is that just Shane? Froze again. I'm sorry. I, I was saying no, that the, 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 four, the fourth quarter is a crystal ball into how you'll perform in the playoffs. And that, that's how people around the league view it because you're going to yeah. go play good teams and great defenses and people that know how to take away your strengths and uh, keep you where, where you're uncomfortable. And they're going to make you beat them from in there. And if you right. can't do it, I don't know if I'm competing with a uh, a Wi-Fi signal from my son upstairs or what. That's uh, that's oh, getting us. I mean, I, yeah. I got a 12 year old that sucks it like that too. Yeah, they eat up all the Wi-Fi. Should be in bed by that, uh... Supposed to be in bed by nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan, you know the thing that makes me laugh, and I said, with the division and the fan base, and I said it gets it gets like you said, it gets to such an extreme. But what I find funny, and I brought this up earlier, is Everybody's like saying you cannot, yeah. you cannot bypass, you know, the, the the treasure trove of picks if you're Ryan Poles because you got to let him eat. He's gonna he's gonna build this team amazingly with all this extra ammo because Ryan Poles knows what he's doing. But what if I turn that around on you and I say, well, what if that same GM that you're praising comes to the conclusion that he can't pass on Caleb Williams? Now all right. of a sudden you don't believe in him? They will flip flop. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any very quick sense. Yeah, you know, oh, the, the polls is a dumbass. You can't. You're gonna draft Caleb Williams when you got. I thought this is, guy was smart. Now, yeah, I'm, two just, minutes ago I'm praising him over dinner with my wife. Both sides of the fence the entire way, and it just it gets nauseating at a certain point. Coupled with that, like you know, the euphoria chart spiked again Sunday against the Falcons. And understandably, like that was a really terrific performance by the quarterback overall. He made very few mistakes, a ton of big plays. The 13-yard scramble is going to be forever etched into that highlight montage. And you're going to feel great about the way that that he played in that game. If that was the norm, there's no debate in Chicago. You're signing him up for for five more years. And you're saying that you, you give us that every single week, we're good. But to your point, Phil, it's been inconsistent. There's been no... Uh, regularity of those types of performances. I, I ranked his first 35 starts and we're out now up to 37. That one probably ranks one, two or three in his right. career. 
you know, and, and if if that was if that was your fifteenth, now we've got a conversation, right? Because it's been happening right. regularly. Great performance. I have I'm not nitpicking anything from that performance, but like it it just hasn't been the norm over three years. And so you're you're taking a huge leap of faith that it will become the norm with all the flaws that you mentioned. That's where people just stop the conversation. They don't dig into the fourth quarter. They don't dig into the pocket feel. They don't yeah. dig into the nuances of of high level quarterbacking in the NFL to understand what it takes to win at the highest level. You know, and look like so I'll tell you this, like the other part of this, that's um, you to, to the conversation about Ryan, like where did Ryan come from? 13 years in Kansas City. They had Alex Smith. Guys playing really well. They win 12 games. They win a division, and they go into the 2017 draft and say, this kid at Texas Tech is an all-in, can't-miss, must-have guy. And we're not willing to settle for pretty good when we can go get somebody that we think can transform our franchise for a decade or longer. The dude has gone to five consecutive AFC championship games, three Super Bowls, won two of them, and here this year, in his down year, in the Kansas City Chiefs panic year, he just won his sixth consecutive division championship, threw for 4,000 yards, and made the Pro Bowl. Wouldn't you love a down year for the Chicago yeah. Bears where, yeah. where that was – that's what we were panicking about? Oh, man, like yeah. everything's everything's going haywire, but we won the division. The quarterback threw for 4,000 yards, and, and you know, <laughs> he's going to the Pro Bowl as well. Yeah. Jordan loves, traded for Jordan loves putting up numbers we've never seen. I mean, yeah, it's – yeah, but 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 look, look, Shane, look at the yeah. look at the well-stocked, yeah. established yeah. arsenal of pass catchers. That yeah, he's exactly. You know, he's That's got, the got, argument got... that doesn't track. Exactly, <laughs> Dan. Thank you. And I know you're being sarcastic, but it it has to be said <laughs> because when you true. look at yeah. that list, it's true. Justin's yeah. here at 26. He's under yeah. Josh Dobbs, Joe Flacco. For God's sake, how long was he there? He's got. So you're looking at numbers again i'm not a stats guy but when you dive into fourth quarter and you dive into what your expectations are and then people try he doesn't have any talent last year i that's bullshit that's bullshit he had to make the plays he didn't make a lot of the plays that he needed to make last year and this year he's got plenty of talent and where are the numbers tracking there and then, as you're saying, up north, Jordan Love with a group of receivers. And I loved Romeo Dobbs coming out of the draft. Everybody knows that. He's making it work, right? We're, yeah. That's what an NFL quarterback has to do. Has to fourth do. It's got to be consistent. Fourth quarter passer rating career is at 60.4, I think. And, and this year, it's a career low at 50.2. And the only guy out of 38 dudes in the league that have thrown a 38 dudes in the league that have thrown 50 fourth passes or more. The only guy worse is Bailey. Bailey Zappi. Zappi. Yep. Wow. wow. Again, the when I watch the tape, it, it gets in crunch time. You see the fundamental mechanics, the processing, and the decision getting slower because he doesn't want to make a mistake. So he's got to yeah. see it. To ah, uh, I believe it. There's a a fake toss boot that he gets out. It's a great call. Play design is perfect. Nothing on Getzy here. And Tyler Scott's wide open. Now he eventually throws to Tyler Scott, and it's completed. Had he thrown to Tyler Scott as soon as he turns and snaps his head and delivers the football like he should, 
Tyler Scott's running for another 35 yards or maybe more. But instead, it's a 13-yard gain and he gets knocked out and no one cares about it. You know, this dude in the chat, Mr. fucking Big Ass, we'll send him a link, Kareem Slanton, on his show. He's talking how great that was. But when you look at the tape and you see the hesitation, this is where fourth quarter, like you said, it, it, it's great that, you know, it's the closest thing to playoff football where it matters. Justin has not been able to freaking deliver. It's just, it's fact. Slightly different example, but the the, the play in the Cleveland game, that it, it actually bothered me in live action, and then more so when I rewatched it, and then after talking to people, you're like, okay. Cole Komet play? No, it's it's the oh. screen screen left to Roshan Johnson that's blocked up for mm -hmm. 50 yards, possibly 60 Oh, plus. my God. Yeah. I know what Touchdown. you're talking about. Yeah. And he throws it away, right? Yeah. And, he threw and, it and away. They're going, like, right, like didn't even give – like the, there was pressure in his face. Yes, that's how a screen pass works, right? You let the pressure come to you, and then you manipulate a throwing angle to get the ball out to your running back. He did this great in the win in Foxborough a year ago. When, he did it again this game too. I have it on tape. He but, throws but, it out of bounds. But he, but he, yeah, right. Like so, he throws this one out of bounds, and like this is the type of play that people will watch and tell you if you hit that. The door is slammed on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And if the door right. is slammed on Cleveland Browns, the livelihood of every single person in your football organization is different for the next seven days. Entirely different. Yeah. And that's what that's what the responsibility of these quarterbacks is. That's why if they're good at it, they get paid $250, $290 million. Like yeah, without without blinking an eye. Without right. blinking. Yeah. Right. Without and, and, and that's it. Like it, it's it's three to five plays within every game that if you make you put your team in, you know, John Fox used to say it's going to be crisis or carnival. You put your team into the carnival. If right. you miss it, you put your team into crisis. It feels a lot better inside that building. Trust me, as someone that's been there for 11 years now, it feels a lot better when you're inside the carnival than when you're inside the crisis. And so that that's on the quarterback to make those plays and, and, and seize those moments when those moments are there to be seized. And when you don't, all of a sudden you've got a dispirited locker room after the game. You're trying to figure it out. And, and it just all goes sideways from there. Dan, this is against Detroit, and I'll let Phil take over here and I'll play it, but this is the one that really bothered me, and this is to, to Cole Komet, if you just focus in on him, and then Phil take it over once I hit play, and, and just just oh, focus on play, Cole. Yeah. And I was – I almost smashed my remote this was watching a, this This was what your – what did you call the Cleveland screen again? The The shutdown of the Browns? What did you call it? Yeah, I mean, you just slam the door on him. Slam yeah. the door. It's, this yeah. is a, it's, it's over. This is a kill shot for but Detroit. This is, this is Cole, Cole Komet. They ended up winning of, this. Big but. part of your offense that you've invested in, and it's just you shouldn't be worried about this in year three. So here, we, here we go. You just watch Cole here, and it's uh, it's giving me stress. Just <laughs> We're playing cover two, and what's the cover two beater? Yeah, <laughs> it, right. It's He's got right. him wide open off. Just rip it. Just rip right, it. Right there. there. It's there. That's You're on your back plant foot. He stands tall, and he delivers because this safety at the 30, he's got Cole. That's <laughs> it. But and the, and and the people that that like refuse to acknowledge reality will tell you, well, that that safety is going to close much exactly. Faster. And that right. was on that was a thing on Twitter. Dan, he's like, oh, that 
that safety in it. The safety's not even a, a real physical guy anyway. But I mean that that is pitch catch all Tom day Tom Brady long hits that shit to oh Gronk, and Gronk is rolling down into the fifteen, maybe maybe touchdown. Stiff I mean, arm. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. Still, come on. And this is the, the funniest pocket, part about pocket, this. Pockets clean enough. Yeah, the funniest part about this play, Dan, is that he ends up bailing out and going to Cole Komet, but it ends up being a they end up getting a holding <laughs> penalty on this. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's we're, we're, we're scramble drilling now, right? Right. But this, yeah. this oh, now we, I remember this one. This, this was, is yeah. like six point nine yes. when the holding flag came out. Yeah, yeah, Lucas Patrick. But this is what we see over. Well, I and can over. bring up more tape, Shane. <laughs> so this is from nineteen sixty-eight. No, this is <laughs> from, from the no, snowball. It's the this snow, is from yeah. the snowball. <laughs> so here we go, and we can draw it up here. You're gonna get. A slot fade. This guy's running the deep post, so he's going to get burned right here. This guy. So we'll just show this one play because I don't want to keep Dan, but I love doing this. So he's going here. Okay. Justin makes the right read, right? Yeah. Watch where the ball goes. It tracks over the shoulder and out of bounds. He takes the guy out of bounds. Now, Watch it from the coach's angle, and you'll see the release, the wind-up, and the actual throw and the mechanics of it. You could see he's got his feet nice, nice pocket. He winds up, and he throws the ball out instead of leading him straight down the field. I'll cut him a little slack on this one just because of the conditions out there. And at that uh, point of the afternoon the other day, it was it was coming down a little bit sideways and a little bit gusty, and and, and I'll, I'll give him a little break on that one. Here's the dash pass <laughs> that I talk about. to the You're playing to this side of the field. It's short. So receiver's just going to run an out here. This guy's running off. This guy's the target. It's predetermined. Dash. He's there. Now watch your quarterback. He's he throws so late that the sideline becomes the defender. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah the, you have that, to just release it. That was another one in live live action where you go, well, that's that that play doesn't work if it's run like that. Exactly. <laughs> this is <laughs> the, now the, here, one yard, he, the one yard into the sideline is never going to be a good play. Here he throws an absolute dime, right? The, the, but, I love this play for two reasons. Watch the late ahead. hand. Watch the late hands by DJ. Just the late hands. Oh, yeah. with the with late the Pro hands. Bowl the safety. Pro Bowl Just safety the, doesn't have a play on it because DJ waits the last second to, to flash. This is a great throw. This is what we talk about: the inconsistencies. Great throw, putting him on the dime. Putting him on a dime. Here in better weather. Throwing again, Dan. Yeah. Out of bounds. He's throwing him out. You'll see it from the coach's angle. This is another disgusting catch. The oh. guy is a, a pro bowler that didn't make the pro bowl. Yeah. That's what it is. So again, you see you have all of this field. Yep. Okay, that area. Yeah. When you throw the football, you throw it here. Especially on this one because you got a lot of you got a lot of green grass. But you see the inconsistency in the deep ball. It's always tracking out because watch his footwork as he falls to that side. See how he falls over? That makes the ball track out. 
And this is the consistent. Caleb Williams, boom, drops that down or lead him up to the top, let him run through it. It's consistent with Justin Fields, the mechanics and the throwing and the waiting and all of that. Here he checks down, and again, we could go through a bunch. I wanted to but show this you. Is, this is the trap that we fall into, Phil. You're, you're showing tape, and then you get comments like, we'll show Mahomes three. Yeah, right, right. I mean, okay. I'll, well, I'll, do you want do you want to see his two Super Bowl rings? I was just going to say, I'll, yeah. show, you, I'll I mean, show you his two parades, too. Right. And, you know, and... <laughs> what is the fucking... What what is the comparison? Do you guys have tape of the two parades? Like we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go through that a little bit. Yeah, Mark right. Mark, Mark is... Pressman plotted it out. He had it broken down timestamp. <laughs> Last play. Yeah. Last play. Okay, guys. This is the inconsistency. And there's a five more that are bad, but we'll just stop here because I don't want to continue. But here's the play I'm talking about. Matt, great fake. You get everybody turned. Yep. And now you're booting naked, not, right? Not one, but two. <laughs> Here we go. Two guys, right? Two. But the idea is this guy based on the coverage. Okay. Now watch Justin. He sees him, sees him, sees him, sees him, sees. <laughs> and that's the it problem. It just took too long. It's just way too way long. Too long. Way and too no long. one and could. And guess who gets blamed? Luke, right? Luke, Luke gets blamed. Luke, Luke, there's there's been a very successful campaign by a segment of people to turn Luke into the boogeyman that has been the absolute reason that Justin hasn't emerged. Now, I want, to, to be fair to Justin, I want to say this is like, if I were to take something from that dude and give to every quarterback that I ever see for the rest of time, it's his thick skin. And the way that he right. handles all of this stuff, the dude is right. He's handled himself with the maturity and the grace and the ability to reboot. And it's why you hear the gushing praise out of the locker room about guys who love him because they know he's about the right things, that he has uh, his heart in this in the right spot, that he, that he is truly squeezing everything he can out of himself. There just are some limitations. And I've told people now for a month that one of the most challenging parts of my role is to be harshly critical of people you deeply admire. And I like, I, I admire that dude, like thicker skin than I could dream to have, you know, like the amount of backlash that I would have had at, at 24 years old, if people were talking the shit about me that they talk about, just <laughs> yeah. like, it would have been nuclear, you know, yeah. and he handles it. He rolls off his back and it's a beautiful thing to have. Uh, the goal of Chicago bears though, again, is to try to be a team like the Packers, like the Bills have become. Bills are a great model because, remember, they were irrelevant forever yeah. and all of a sudden are, are in the playoffs every year again with a quarterback that carries them there in, in big moments. You you want to be one of these teams that's that's getting the maximum amount of swings at the postseason, and then one year you hope your swing connects. It's why the greats, Drew Brees, has got one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has got one Super Bowl. Manning had a uh, – Peyton Manning had to wait till his, his last year with a – bulky neck and an incredible defense, you know, to, to finally get his second. It, it's not easy to win one, much less multiple. And so you want to have as many swings as you can. I always laugh at the people go that say, Oh, Aaron Rodgers only got one more Super Bowl than Rex Grossman or Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, okay. Like you don't think the, the existence for Packers fans over the last 15 years has been far more enjoyable than it's been for yeah, the people in right. Chicago. I mean, that's what you're striving for. Well, I just will bring up one more play. I want you guys to see this. I'm sorry. This is the stuff that infuriates me for an NFL quarterback. And I'll put up a good play too. Action with no fake. Perfect pocket. There is zero, zero chance to miss this to Tyler Scott. 
but the quarterback does because his throwing wind up tap. Oh, you can't miss this throw in the NFL. That's wide open. And this is what infuriates me because he'll make two great plays. Yeah. And then miss this throw. I mean, that's a wide open receiver. Now bring it back to three minutes. And I believe this is his best play of the game at the three minute mark here on this. This is his best throw. I've and it's better than the the uh touchdown where the late hands happened. And what you're gonna get is the perfect call off action and watch him look at him spread his feet. You're gonna get this post here and the runoff, and he just dimes it to DJ Moore. Yep. Anticipates the route. This is what I want to see from him. So, Phil, so, one of the things here is the, the, look the, at that. This the anticipation here is because you got man coverage. Exactly, you know, he loves man because you're not fearful of somebody coming out of a window that you're a little bit unsure of. You know, you just see your guy running a route against the defender, and you say he's open. I'll throw it. If there's a zone defender there, I bet that ball isn't thrown, and it and it becomes something else. And that that look like I think the Packers will probably come with a heavy dose of zone on Sunday and, and we'll oh, see what yeah. it looks like. We'll see if the replication of the success against the Falcons can be had um, like the Arizona game, right? You've got the 39 yard superhero run. That is terrific. Very next play interception in the end zone because you failed on some basic NFL concepts against, by the way, a C team in the NFL that if you do that against a team, that's going to be in the playoffs or a team that you're fighting to get into the playoffs against, like they're going to make you pay for that. You left the door open. You didn't slam the door and you left the door open. That's how the, that, that that's the seed that gets planted for some of these collapses, right? Is, is not exactly. taking advantage of those moments. You got to do that. Um, look, it's, this is, this has been a, a crazy saga <laughs> yeah. in this town. And some of it is because of, of how breathtaking the highlights are, you yeah, know, and it's created a, a, an intoxication for fans that, have gotten addicted to how that feels. I get it. The adrenaline rush is awesome. That's what Kurt Warner said. You you can't, you can't live in the wow. And you can't, there's, you have to be consistent and then you have those wows on top of it. But so Dan, with all of this being said, if you were, and I'm, you know, just whatever, if you were, you had to push all your chips in the, in the, in the, the middle of the table. You think Justin Fields is the quarterback in Chicago in 2024? I I don't. And I, you know, I was going to say this a a few minutes ago that like, you you know, Ryan was on one of those double decker buses. (laughs) He knows what the Super Bowl parade feels like. He knows what got them there. And it was Patrick Mahomes. And after he got hired, you know, I asked him kind of what he had learned from the experience of being, you know, in that front office when they drafted Mahomes, And he said, look, like when you're going through the pre-draft process, a lot of people can convince themselves into what a guy can't do. But we talked all the time about with Patrick, what can he do that no one else can? And, and they, they, they put on tape and eliminated all the checkdowns and the easy throws. And they saw things down the field that were just otherworldly and said, yeah, let's do this. Let, let's sign up for this guy and see how we can develop him. Albeit with a pretty good quarterback mind, overseeing it and that's a key too is like you better pair whoever you pick with somebody that that you have full confidence not half confidence not 85 percent on his full confidence is going to take him to the highest of heights that he can reach and that that's hard you know it's hard to find those people but that this is the nfl everything is hard it's a cutthroat league 
<laughs> billion dollar industry that you have to be sure. on top of every last detail at a high level to even dream about playing into February, much less actually getting there and then winning the game that's played in February. So very the, well said, Dan, by the way, you brought up Luke Getzi and I, I, <laughs> I'm not a huge Luke Getzi guy where I think he struggles in, and this is my biggest flaw with Eberflus. Our biggest flaw. Situationally, they're poor at best. Situationally. Third where I will where I will defend them is these plays that we're putting up there. Yeah. That Justin is missing. Somebody's calling those plays. Somebody's drawing up those plays where those guys are wide open. You know what I mean? So that to me is a feather in Luke Getzi's right. cap. I, I, they scored 37 the other day, and nobody, sure. no, nobody, right. nobody went on any show on on Monday and said Luke Getzey called a good game. Right. Nobody, nobody on Tuesday so, said Luke Getzey called a good game. And and, and look, like I, I want to make this clear because those yeah. who 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 listen selectively will argue that I've stood on the rooftop of downtown Chicago and played a bugle and said Luke Getzey's the best offense coordinator in the NFL. No, all I've said is that the struggles and the inconsistency of the offense has a big big blame pie that needs to be distributed and and luke gets a slice and justin gets a slice and the offensive Absolutely. line gets a slice and you just can't give the offensive coordinator 97 percent of that pie and say that's it that he's the problem and and yeah. and people that look at it through a sophisticated lens like you do when you run the tape and when you when you look through it yeah. you see that it, it, it you know this isn't this isn't a complete disaster of an offense right. at all like we remember what the the final stages of the naggy era were like yeah. they couldn't score 10 points in that first half ever nope. ever and right. you would you would walk out going what are we watching this isn't that like i think they're top two in in rushing i think they're 10th in third down efficiency 12th in a red zone you know and these are a bad center and a average left tackle. Bad, so bad. imagine if they improve. Better situation saying it's bad. It would. I'm Luke not even is, saying Luke should yeah. be here next year. But I, well, that's, I, I, that's, I, that's that was going to be terrible. my next thing, Dan. So he's you missed, said he, uh, he, Alabama level oh, terrible. McLaughlin <laughs> entered the transfer portal. By the way, <laughs> tonight she should have. I'm saving drove his ass there. But <laughs> um, so you say so Justin is gone. So let's just say that that means that Caleb is here. What do you think that that means? Because would you be surprised at this point if Eberflus is gone? Because I would, I would be. I would not be surprised either way, to be honest. Okay. With you. Really? And that's why, like, that, that's Give the decision. Hope, that's the decision where I'm kind of sitting on the edge of my seat, yep. going, "What are they going to do? And how are they going to? How are they going to again explain it? How are they going to yeah. justify it in a way that allows us to see?" 10 months 18 months into the future to see what exactly they, they're, they're plotting sure. to do here with that so um so do that's you think the one justin where kevin warren's the wild card you know like and, you think and, he's going to be made do you think it's going to be justin is going to be the scapegoat do you think that's the likeliest yeah, scenario I, I wouldn't even call it the scapegoat i would just think that they they have determined that they have a, a more clear path to being a sustained championship competitor down another road. Now, again, yeah. like I haven't done enough homework on this right. class other than what I hear just, people say, Yeah, but you're picking first again, you're picking first sure. and there, there's five dudes that people think in the top. Yeah. And you're not, picks. You, and you're not giving anything up. Like you said, to get there, nothing, you're literally nothing. Control it. You've, you've already cashed in last year's number one pick for a whole bunch of stuff that is already helping you. And now you've got this, Oh, you by the two way, picks already, bro. Everyone forgets that they, they have their own shitty pick. Yeah. Right. right. Well, Right, ten right now. Yeah. Right, 10, ten, and then I think it can go as as low 13. as thirteen and as high as eight. Right. Eight, yep. So, 
we're looking at eight based on what you two are predicting. So think about where you are, what you've done, the history of this franchise, and where your inconsistency has been with this kid, with the payday there. All signs point to making a different quarterback decision. And the people That's- that argue that the the – payday and the, the deadline for the option don't matter. I, like, I don't know what world you're living in. Like, this exactly. Is, it, it's the number one thing. It, it literally, it literally causes. I'm an Epa cap guy yeah. and you got, and Shane and cars and you all of, have me convinced months ago that that is an important thing. Well, the, that's the thing. I, so many people, and I listen to everybody. I listen to you and, and David on, on your podcast and just everybody in that. I love to consume as much information as I can to see what everybody's thoughts are. And almost to a man, everybody said, there's so many layers to this. And But at the end of the day, I honestly don't think it's that layered, Dan. I, I just, I just don't, we see what we see. Right. And are you willing to give this kid 50 million a year? That's, that's the, the decision right now. It's a, it's a, it's a similar fear to the end of the Mitch era where people were scared he was going to go somewhere else and be great. Now it's a heightened fear because Justin's got a higher ceiling than Mitch yeah. ever had, and you and you're, right. you're fearful of that. But that it's just that's a fear factor. It's not a, a an intelligent, um, you know, grounded look at at the situation. It's what if he becomes something we've never seen before? Okay, well, like, you know, then then that that's part of the dice roll. Yep. You know, and, 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 and yeah, there will always be risk in this league and you may pick a guy that doesn't pan out, but you can't be scared of picking a guy that, that might not pan out. You know, if you've decided that the guy you have right now has limitations that won't allow you to compete annually for the biggest prize in the sport. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting. Let me ask you this, Shane, as, as you consume your content, cause this is a personal question. Mm-hmm. Do you turn your, uh, phone on like 1.5 speed or 1.75 speed to get only when brag only when brags is talking because <laughs> <laughs> i i do it with almost every podcast yeah. i listen to and well, i don't think it's healthy because then I, yeah. I feel like my whole day is like sped up and i'm jittery because i've been living in this world where everyone's talking <laughs> no, I I hear but i got more information in my head but <laughs> the thing that gets me dan is i honestly think people are scared to be wrong rather than just speaking about what they see because i you hear so many guys like and adam johns i i called him out a little bit because he you know he went and saw one game of drake may and then he was a fucking superstar and there was an article and all these fans are like oh it's drake may and he literally shit down his leg after that right. You know what I mean? And it's right. Like, and the, and guys, the game that he saw Caleb was against Notre Dame. Right. And it's right. This is so much more than one game. And I brought this up too. is, um, well, you could bring Penix into the situation, but the other night, Roma Dunze, and he's going to be somebody that we're obviously going to be talking about as we move forward. But I guarantee and my number two, 90% of the fan base. That was the first time they ever saw him play. Right. Was the other night. And there's, uh, who would Phil? What was the kid's name that was we were talking about earlier? That was talking about that moved the Dunze up from the 
Oh, uh, Jacob Infante. Jacob Infante <laughs> wrote a friggin' article about the Bears taking two wide receivers in the top ten, and I'm like, "What are we doing? What world here? are you? You lose if your you ability draft to two wide receivers like in the top ten. Polls should be launched to the fucking June Jones didn't do that for God's sake. I got it's better like, down the stretch of 2023 at muting people because yeah. I was I was tired of getting concussions from banging my head into the wall. So some of this stuff that you're referencing, I no longer see because my, yeah. my finger on the mute button has gotten good on, on Twitter. Oh well let me ask you this just Dan. real quick. I want to share this with Don't you. Forget I probably this. shouldn't even go there, but go ahead. Phil and I Phil and I get our, we go to our YouTube comments after so like tomorrow, I'm sure even because you're Everybody loves Shane everybody loves Dan Weeder and loves Shane and Phil. So I'm sure our YouTube comments will be on fire tomorrow. <laughs> but we had people openly calling Phil and I racist because we're ready to move off of Justin Fields to draft Caleb Williams. I'm like, right, right. Uh, By the way, with, how the, with where does that make where does that make any sense? But with, with a black general manager and a black team yes, president, right? yes, like it's, yes. yeah, it's, I, I, it's sad. It's aggressive and disgusting and toxic point. and toxic. it really is i i don't even do twitter obviously i popped up you. on twitter and i yeah. bounced on it but <laughs> let me ask you this jim harbaugh the chances of him being the bears head coach is a percentage where do you put it my educated guess is very slim um shit and i think it's twofold i think you talk to people about the quirky personality and the kind of instant morph that does to your building with a guy who kind of wants everything done his way. Isn't that what um, we need in house hall though? That's exactly what we need. A Dave. little bit, but, but I, George McCaskey. I, so, so this is how it was phrased to me a week and a half ago that Harbaugh is not only a little bit strange, but he's also spent, how many years has he been at Michigan now? It's like seven or eight, seven. And and, and there's there's a little bit of a God complex that comes from being in a major college program and having high level success and thinking mm -hmm. that like the, the only answer you can get to any question is is yes, you know, and, and, and so then you just kind of have to be willing to take that on with the understanding that also he might wear out his welcome in three years and you're you're pivoting again um, better than the pussification of the bears coaching is the is the old hands with virginia is the to warren church. harbaugh thing a legit I, I i think that i think animosity there i I, don't, I wouldn't call it animosity i just i don't think that that would be a uh healthy blend mm -hmm. let's say that of of personality and Shane, when we started like i'm with you there, there's there's justifiable skepticism of everything the bears do but i think yeah. we're in a different era now with kevin i'm giving kevin the benefit of the doubt until he proves that he doesn't deserve it anymore there's just a, so much more of a heightened level of competence with his oversight and his attention to detail i'll just like put yeah. that right on the table there's a, a heavy attention to detail in everything he does that didn't exist with ted it didn't exist when george and ted were putting their heads together and trying to figure out what's next for the future it's why we you know, walk into a postseason press conference after a year that everyone knew was a disaster. And you hear the thing I was most proud of with Ryan and Matt was their poise in the six game losing streak. And you're like, okay, well, but like oh the good teams God. don't have the six game yeah, losing streak, yeah. you know? And so anyway, like, right. I just think we're, we're, we're going to be walking into a world that we haven't had where there is that 
heightened attention to detail and there is that added competence. And, but, but this is obviously Kevin's first big test yeah. here is how he guides Ryan, how he oversees Ryan, how they come to a collective decision and vision on where they're going to go quarterback head coach and the rest of the roster. And Oh, by the way, eventually a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did well, you like Kevin Warren's video address? I fucking hated it. I know what you did. I'm asking Dan, what he thought of that? Wh- which one? The one he, that he put out to the fans leading hey, up fans. to the last game. It was a 30 set to see. Oh, I don't you think didn't I see it. it. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, Claudio can, or Cherie or somebody. I don't know if I still have it. This is, like, this is the, the most recent game, Sunday? Yeah, yeah right up before to the it. game. Okay. I the, during it was, the week. It was very – it was a 30-second thank you, it's, fans. But you can – he was – reading every it's single word and it was cringe wildly us. and That's i'm like I to see. fans we hear you <laughs> you know just as like oh fucking a i just it i'm like please i'm like if you can't just speak from the heart for 30 seconds it gave because i can remember like when there the rumors of kevin i can remember listening to you and david and you're like he's not gonna leave the yeah big we, 10 and the bears are gonna pony up the well, bears david are gonna pony up seven million dollars or whatever he was making david was like there's no way he why comes would you leave, to this why shit would you leave the big 10 and then they then they they did it but it's just he's the ultimate x factor in sure. all of this and i For said sure. i i i hope he is and we're chris zorch does a show on our network here every week and he's very very close and i don't think chris will mind me sharing this he's like if you guys think Kevin's not a fucking assassin. He oh, gives right. zero fucks when it's time to go to work. Oh, right. No, and, and, and like you have to meet a certain standard. Yeah. It, it can be ruthless at times, but it's also very energizing for the people that that thrive in those environments. And that's yep. what has been lacking in Hallis Hall, in my opinion, is just that that level of um, daily ambition to go chase the biggest goals yeah. that there are exactly. out there. And when you get a group of people that that feel that, it's supercharged, you know, and yeah. you just go and you rally. Um you know, like this team right now, uh, again, like, I don't know how you guys feel on the whole, you you know, we're by necessity, we talk a lot about Justin, but my God, like there, there are some things here that there's that, enough talent here to be in the playoffs and, and guys that are going to be here for talent. a little bit too. You know, I, I hope that, you know, good congrats to Jalen Johnson tonight for getting that pro bowl nod Gotta because pay him. that dude, that dude responded, you know, yeah. they, he was challenged this year and he responded. And, and I, I've just loved that kid's wiring from the day he got yeah. here. He's, he's got a level of, uh, fearlessness and self-confidence that's necessary that's- in the position and when you see those breakthroughs you're like okay like let's let's mm-hmm. hammer out a few more of those because they start to become contagious and that's how right. that group that core from you know the Urlacher era stayed together as long as they did because yeah. it just starts to feed I'm, off each other i'm on record here with jalen i leading into this season i'm i was i said you gotta i'm moving on for, i'll let jalen play it out you, you wanted to see more ball production and then right. Boom, he went out and did it. And I relate it to, <clears throat> to Roquan. I Everybody still wants to bag on the Chicago Bears for the Roquan deal, and I would still make that trade 10 times over. I really would with what they got and what the Bears linebackers are doing this year. We, we didn't see ball production like that from Roquan at any point. He's got eight career interceptions, I think, in his, or maybe nine. I think he just had one. But in his time in the league, and I said uh, – 
even Tremaine Edmonds at this point, he went on a yeah. on a heater, what, four in his last seven or eight games, interceptions. TJ yeah. Edwards, you want to talk about a pro bowler? That kid's a pro bowler all day long. Dude's got great, great feel. Great feel for the game. <laughs> and Same with Kyler. Ball. And yeah. I talk every week on our podcast about Kyler Gordon because he's oh, a yeah. dude that – and, like, that was part of the 0-4 start is Kyler Gordon's on an injured reserve, and he comes back, and all of a sudden yeah. you're like, man, you feel that dude every single game. You know, he just – he's assignment nickel, sound. He's, he's aggressive. He's, like – he knows the the. He's the, my undervalued player on the whole team. When yeah. I first got in, into the league covering it, was up in Minnesota, and Antoine Winfield's one of the best there ever was in that nickel. And like I remember having conversations yeah. with him about, okay, like why is this such a complex position to be good at? And and just hearing some of the wisdom of just the the the, the full vision that you need to have coupled with aggressiveness, coupled with fast trigger reactions. And then once it, it it all clicks in, all of a sudden you're the one dictating the tempo. And Kyler's on that trajectory right now. I'm not calling him Antoine Wilt, Winfield, but no, he's a dude that like right. he's 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 yeah. a key piece in your defense that you can't let go. Well don't you remember the, all the percent right remember the out and not saying that he hasn't had some you know good games but we cover the the draft from the first pick to the to the last pick every one of them and when they when kyler gordon was the pick cap was on with us okay live and he called he goes i think it's going to be gordon and the chat melted down because they didn't take george pickens yeah and guess what guess who was guess not that pickens hasn't played well in spots but i'll take kyler gordon or Brisker, Agreed. either one of those guys, all day long over Pickens. I, and look, like I'm the first one to tell you that sometimes culture gets overrated, but there's other points where like culture is absolute necessity sure. in, in terms of not introducing those types of uh, distractions and and characters into <laughs> into your into your program. You know, like you need to have it. And that, like I I told somebody uh, yesterday that this this group for all that they had to navigate within this season, yeah. like I give this group a lot of credit for how well that they've stood up and and responded to all of it, whether it's questions from the media or just coming back off the, you know, those three, those three disastrous losses that we talk about Denver and Cleveland and Detroit, they come back the next week after every one of those and one, mm -hmm. which is a testament to a group that doesn't let one loss become two. Now you should have never let <laughs> the first loss become the first loss, but like right. that, that there is, there is a skill to that of, of, figuring out a way to stop that quickly and reset and reboot. And um, I think the defense leads that charge. Hey, you know, <laughs> this is just a footnote to when we were talking about that screen pass in Cleveland. That's, it's just, it, it's one of those games, like season on the line game and your defense gift wrapped 14 points for you. All they needed you to do was do one thing in the game and you steal a road upset and everything is different. The entire season's different. The entire season's different potentially. Can you, this is a question I had, and DG Daniels. We we get Deonta Formos injured, but explain all the healthy scratches for the best rusher in the room. I'm with DG there. What is the story there? First, he's a healthy scratch to begin the season. Then he comes in, and you could see the flow, the power, the tone setting that he's had. And then all of a sudden, now he's a healthy scratch. What's going on there? Clearly, he's not happy either. The the, the poor dude uh, has been in this role for like his entire career, yeah. where he, he needs someone to get hurt before he's allowed to be let out of the cage and and look like when he took advantage of his opportunities in the middle of the year, I thought that they had a play style that was optimal that they were aiming exactly. for, and it, it was impressive. I like the dude. He's a he's a really really 
good guy, a hard worker. You guys know his backstory and all the things that he's done to, to, to make sure he stays in this league. And, and I, the only answer I have to that is that it's a loaded room. And, and obviously, you know, you don't second guess Khalil Herbert on Sunday after the production he had against the Falcons. And he looks um, healthy again. Yeah. Like he looks like he had a little burst and, and Roshan's coming on and gives you a lot in pass protection and, and that reliability of, the grit that he brings in, in the backfield there. And so I think sometimes it's just a loaded room and you're carrying a fullback and, you know, it just is what it is. But, um, you know, if he's not here next year, I hope somebody sees that middle portion of this season and, and gives him an opportunity because he's, he's certainly a guy that, that fits in any program. There's no downside to offering him a one-year deal in my book. I mean, he ain't coming he's, back. The way no, I don't think so either. His tweet that he sent, did you see the tweet that he I sent did, on Saturday yeah. night? Yeah. I, Texted that to Phil that night. I'm like, dude, he ain't what? active tomorrow. When he sent me the inactive, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is a shit show. I think he's a tone setter. I think he's better than uh, Herbert, without a doubt. I know Khalil has had some good moments, but he's a change don't, of pace. Don't I really forget think, also that, like you said, the tone. Some of that was during the four game stretch where Tyson was starting and you're able mm -hmm. to go under center a little bit more and play some of that traditional downhill yeah. running. Um, you know, Justin Don't requires you to be in the shotgun, right? And, and, and like for, for, Foreman's, much, Foreman's much better coming downhill. Uh, in an under center format. And, and when you're trying to run so zone, Justin. Read, zone read with the quarterback, you know, like that's that you're going to have to play your running game a little bit differently. Um, this is part of, you know, like just molding your offense around who's playing at the time. And I, that that's one of the criticisms of Luke that I push back on is like, they've evolved and reinvented themselves multiple times in the last two years, trying to make things work. It's not like he's been rigid and stubborn and said, this is the, the only style we will play. Um, you just have to, you have to figure it out on the fly sometimes with, with the guys that you have playing. I know I don't want to keep you too long, but I wanted to ask you, will we ever get the details of the <laughs> issues with Alan Williams and the, <laughs> running back coach being fired will that ever come to fruition that light you're the first person to ask me that yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh nobody asked you no i'm oh. kidding is that like no matter where i go in town and you know wherever i am socially it's it's one of the i mean there's some this like taboo there's well about? there's there's some pretty wild rumors that i know that we but doesn't the address, head coach take cow. responsibility for that there's Dan? about five different versions of things that you've heard some somewhere you yeah. go oh that's not bad and others where you go if that happened holy <laughs> you know so right. uh, look yeah. Like, yeah what i always tell people that ask that question is there are things i can uh tell you in a bar somewhere that that i've heard and then there are things that there's no chance i'm touching them anywhere near mm -hmm. a a yeah. camera a newspaper keyboard or anywhere else because i yeah not 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 up for that smoke um certainly they have to get their arms around that in the building in terms of what happened. And and I always say also that like Allen wasn't performing at a high level as a coordinator mm -hmm. up to that point. No, nope. anyway. Yes. So, right. Like, so you had a, a middling coordinator who then got in trouble. I mean, and it, and it caused you again to, to, to go through some reshuffling at a time where you needed to be focused on just <laughs> not shuffling moving forward. And so, um, yeah, I mean, like, so Matt's talked this week about, you know, continuing to call plays if he's still here in 2024. Okay. Who gets the defensive coordinator title? How do you kind of rearrange things so that you can still be that chief overseer of the entire team? 
which I Have think you guys never important. had access to Phil Snow to talk to him at all? <laughs> no, David, I don't know if you hear this on the podcast. He doesn't think Phil Snow exists. He oh, yeah. He's, he's a, he's a I asked him if there was like, if you rearranged the letters and Phil Snow, does it spell something that we're all missing? You know, like you guys can play around with that and figure out if that's, if that's something. But he, it's he, actually Larry Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Yeah. Oh, we've, we've worn that clip out, Dad. <laughs> at our show we, dro we drop it on guests that are like talking <laughs> that we drop it. you <laughs> real uh, last one for me with <laughs> regards to what courtney cronin was talking about with the hiring of matt eberflus being more ted phillips and george mccaskey and the Bill Polian complex. She, back, she I call backtracked it. on it a little bit when somebody. I know she moved the goalpost yeah. a little bit, but yeah. is do you think there's truth in that that they kind of forced? Hey, you're a young GM. We saw this with Ernie Accorsi and Ryan Pace with John Fox. Now that here we are different. sitting. Go ahead, talk that, that, about. That, that, well, that first one with with uh, Ryan and Foxy felt arranged in a lot of ways um, and particularly trying to pair a, a first timer with a, a guy who'd been around the block a little bit. Because the rumor was pace actually wanted bowls is what I had heard. And, 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 and Flus, you know, isn't a guy that had the skins on the wall as a head coach, obviously that, yeah. that Foxy had at that point right. uh, look like Ryan and, and Matt, current Ryan and Matt, uh, <laughs> they, you know, they share an agent and it, and it felt like that was going to be a package deal from, from minute one. I always raised wow. my eyebrows early in the process when, um, you know, Ryan basically expressed such conviction that, that, that this was the guy he absolutely had to have as a coach. And it, it just like, it did, there was a lot of things where you, you were like, explain this. Cause I don't, I don't, I like, why, why was this the, you know, equivalent of Trubisky for the previous regime, where it's him and him only, like, I'm not even going to spend, four yeah, or five I, days doing I interviews to meet other people. We have that yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right? Like, no yeah, you remember that. Asking. Yeah. And, and look, like, yeah. that's, the, that's, that's the cycle that had Brian Dable in it. That's the cycle that had Mike McDaniel in it. That's the cycle that had Kevin O'Connell in it, you know? And you've got a, a, a young quarterback who needs to, <laughs> to try to hit a, a developmental yes. springboard, and you'd, you'd think it would be at least advantageous to pick those guys' brains and steal a couple thoughts, even if you weren't going to hire them. Like, just sure. – take a couple notes and be like, Oh, I like this. This is how he was going to set our quarterback up for success. Um, that one. Yeah. It always, it always gave me some pause on the, on the timeline of the whole thing. And and I don't know that I've ever fully reconciled that. And um, I, you know, look at Ryan came out this year with full, uh, full throated vote of confidence in, in Matt when things were going haywire in in week nine. Um, and so, you know, it would, that, that's why when, when you hear the, the chatter increasingly in league circles that Matt's going to be around, like you go, okay, it, it jives with what has yeah. been said there for a long time. And, and if Ryan were to backtrack on that, you'd have some other questions on how nine weeks ago, did you have this much confidence and now you're moving on. Um, yeah. But look like, so that's why I say like, I hope that the press conference next week. Uh, Is that going to be Monday? Oh, is that no, is that no, they'll, they'll do they'll do locker room on Monday and then it'll probably be later in the week. Okay. Um, and so if they keep 
Eber I don't want to care. I, I want I want that to be unlimited questions. Like we'll decide yeah. in the room when we're done yeah. asking. Yeah, when the guy says two more <laughs> questions, say fuck you. Right. We got I want to more, that. and we're gonna get yeah. them all in. Just we tell, send him, some just tell him that was Nick Moriano. <laughs> Who is that guy? He drives me crazy. Two more. Like shut the fuck up. Two more. The only just, time I've ever seen that addressed was Matt Nagy did it. I once. gotta give Nagy credit. Matt, he no, did that I'll once. We answering. have it on air, and he, yeah, he's like two more, and he goes, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, and then I was yeah. like, good, holy shit, finally. <laughs> Since Shane's bringing this, does it infuriate you as a beat reporter as much as it does me? After the game, epic loss, another loss, whatever it is. And the head coach comes out there. Well, in the third quarter, he really controlled the game. And he starts listing the positives without addressing what just transpired in any way. It drives me insane. Particularly after the Cleveland loss, it was like that, that, that opening statement lasted like four minutes and 50 seconds. And it was almost like he convinced himself that if he talked um loses job until yeah. until everyone stopped <laughs> yeah. paying attention like the entire loss would just disappear yeah. you know it was just like i'm just going to keep going and keep going and, and and you're like all right well we got some pretty pressing things to get to with this game including why was your 305 pound defensive tackle dropping into coverage at a key moment in the game like can we get through the third quarter po- positives so there are moments where I, I do that overall um I think Matt's gotten better in that department. Again, it's it's uh, from a, a place where there was nowhere to go but up. <laughs> it seems to me like he's been talking with more confidence. And to me, it just it was almost like he knew that he was going to be because he's actually let a couple of zingers go with it. I'm like, wow, that it just didn't seem like him. I know he had the, the back and forth with leisure with, you know, oh, what's yeah. up yours. And then he actually brought it up again. You know, he's like, was that what you had? Is that what you had up your sleeve? And it's I don't know like, what's up yours. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. I like that one because it, him and Jason have a history. Uh, and, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> you you can definitely feel it when you're listening to the pressers. You can, but you, can you know, it. like I've been asked several times, do, do you feel like his his lighter tone and lighter mood recently as a byproduct of giving some assurance of he back. I said, no, it's just a byproduct of winning. Like it's just yeah. a lighter mood in the building when you've won five of seven. It's just sure. like it's it's just more free. And and like 2018 was the prime example where you win nine of your last 10 regular season games and it just it felt everybody felt light and free in that Can moment. Figure out why he doesn't wear a goddamn hat. Surprised <laughs> me nuts. I mean, Used to, though, was, right? Like he did. And then last I, year, yeah. Yeah, in we came snow, to the conclusion that he gets no Botox sense. because his eyebrows are stuck up <laughs> like that, that he didn't want to push shame. it Don't down. Don't talk but... about eyebrows with you. Oh, yeah. You can't <laughs> do it with mine. Yeah, I got accused of that. But So just, Dan, we'll let you go after this. And one thing that I wanted to ask is the just getting back to Ryan Poles, after the Chase Claypool fiasco, I'm not – I got to give him a ton of credit for pulling off the, the – that – Chase Claypool thing falling apart and then pulling off the Montez sweat the next year with another second rounder. I mean, just, just the pressure in that had to be, had to be pretty massive to me. And I said, I want to give him a little bit of credit there. How did you feel? Cause I, I was a Montez sweat fan, but I didn't even, I didn't even see it going where it is went already. I know Mike Lombardi was an idiot and his thoughts on it, but can you speak on that real quick? Did we lose him? He might have froze because he is intent. 
Yeah, he was out on the Botox comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he froze, Sheree. Oh, man. Dan Weederer. Dan gets a bad rap out there. He's... Yes. There, there he is. There he really is. froze that. Froze. I really froze yeah, that. Wow. I, I lost liking it. Chase Claypool and Montez Sweat. Oh, that was like, where, where, where that was like a, uh, just the just the uh, after the Chase, dive play yeah, after the Chase Claypool trade. I think it the the pressure during the Montez Sweat to pull that trade off. You know, like a year later after the Claypool thing fell apart. I said to me, it's just a it's a it, to me it's a pressure pressure situation for Ryan Poles that he even went through with it. That he's like, holy shit, I was burned. By yeah. this, and I said, Yeah, I know Mike Lombardi and his ridiculous yeah. comments, but can you speak on that? Because I I was a Montez Sweat fan, but I didn't see I didn't see him being the multiplier that he has no, clearly become here. I, I, and yeah, speak on that for me. Real credit quick. for envisioning that to, to Ryan Poles because I, I don't think a lot of people envision that. And and Travis Smith, their D-line coach, said something uh, two weeks ago that, you know, there was all these questions on how's Montez Sweat going to gonna perform when he doesn't have Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and Chase yeah. Young beside him. And he said, you know, in retrospect, maybe those guys were performing at the levels they were because Montez Sweat was with them. Yeah. Nobody considered that, you know, yeah. and I said, you know what? Yeah, that's like a, a really good point. Um, the, the dude has been, he's been really, really good, you know, and, and, yes, and okay. Ryan obviously saw something that would, that would immediately create opportunity for an entire defense. Yeah. And you see, you see the numbers, the takeaways, they were wherever they were. And now yeah. it's just like through the roof interception totals way up. You Leading see Gervon, the league, right? And Jervon Dexter yeah. suddenly, you know, playing a different brand of football. And, and so like, man, that like, yeah, to your point, like huge after, after a, a massive whiff on the Claypool trade, like massive, as big of a whiff as you're going to get. Yeah. And credit to him also for just like not trying to continue to force that issue. Yeah. For being like, this dude can't stay here. He's a headache every day. This is annoying for everyone. It's, you know, consuming fuel that we do not need right. to have consumed. And you, addition by subtraction there for sure. And, and oh boy, by the way, what has Chase Claypool done in Miami? Next to nothing. And like, dropped luck. a touchdown last week. Good luck, you know, finding anyone else that's going to gonna extend your career. That's a, a a sad career arc after where he was as a, yeah. as a young player. It's going to be um, an argonaut. Yes. He's going back home. There you go. And, and <laughs> but sweat, man, like just you've got him, you've got him signed through 27 now. Yeah. You know, like ride it, ride it, ride it right. as long as it'll take you. And and obviously hope that he continues to bring the best out of the young. Get him a running ball. mate in the draft. Sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, we kept you a long time tonight. Part of that is my fault because I kept freezing. <laughs> yes, that's what I want to tell your. We're actually buying wife. your son time. He wanted to finish his Fortnite <laughs> game, so he's like, "Keep my dad busy." I'm not. I think yet. I think he was watching Dude Perfect. On oh. the, uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, Dan Weederer, I mean, yeah. guy comes in here, brings it. I know a lot of people turned around their opinion on you when you come here. Honestly, that was, that was the very that's... first comment before the show started. Was. I was, I didn't, I was never a Dan fan, but his last appearance on TTNL turned me. That's why I yeah. come on annually. It's like yeah. an image restoration tour. <laughs> you got to talk to your partner, David Hall, so we yeah. can get him on here. We've never had him on here. Has he declined? No, I don't, we, I don't think we reached, reached out, out to him officially. Yeah. All right, I'll push him on that. Yeah. Cap was supposed to talk to him too, but then 
you know, Cap and him obviously work at different places, yes. but he was going to reach out to him. But I'm going to reach through you. Yeah. I have a habit of putting people on the spot. I'm sorry, no, I'm, Dan. I'm happy to do it. I like to be put on the spot. <laughs> we love putting you on our spot on our show. Well, be you careful. Bring it. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, seriously, man. I really enjoy Absolutely. the man and the person you are. You do a great job staying truthful to what you see and feel. And that is so important. I don't see Dan Weederer flip-flopping without a reason yeah. and a rational. You don't agree with me. It's your stupid narrative. That's yeah. the drives me. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. your narrative. Yep. That, that's what I'm concerned it's about. A, it's a really good time having you on here, man. I'm coming to the end of my 11th season on this beat, and I haven't taken <laughs> I, maybe a couple of days I've taken for granted, but I haven't taken for granted how passionate the city is about its mm -hmm. football team. And, and, and I wouldn't want it any other way. I like, look like some days I wanted a, a couple different ways, just yeah. shut the fuck up and let me do my job. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but I I'm appreciative <laughs> of what I get to do for a living and the chance to talk about it. it's fun. Is there any stadium news at all? Is there any nugget? It just, we're just, I mean, look, forget. I think, I think it's, you know, there's a political holding pattern and yeah. I, I mean, I, there's nothing that is pushing me off the idea that that thing will be in Arlington Heights, yep. you know, at the latest 2028. Dan hasn't been in too many carnivals in the last 11 years. That's <laughs> the crisis of carnival. You know what it is? <laughs> well, 2028's well, rate when we'll be, we'll be, uh, Extending Caleb Williams. So 2024 could be a carnival for us. I mean, yeah. a lot of different ways. Damn right. And, and yes. like, it's crazy. My wife said to me uh the other day, she said, You you, you know, this is great. Your 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 season's about 10. I said, get ready because the offseason yeah, is gonna be yeah, twice right. as busy. This <laughs> is like, gonna be it's gonna be different this year. Yeah. Is your wife named Claudia by any chance? <laughs> yeah, because Claudio, our guy behind the scenes, the <laughs> our first year that our we first year doing it. the last game of the season. He's like, Well, guys, that was a fun year. Well, We'll see you in September, and I'm like, oh, it don't work that way, bro. <laughs> no, we're just getting started. No, and this year more than any is going to yeah. be just full of it. So, yeah. oh, you're the best, Dan. Read them, listen to them, listen to them on 1.5 speed. Whatever you got to do, <laughs> Dan Weederer of the Chicago Tribune. Thank you so much for your time. Happy New Year. All the best. Hopefully, it is a carnival. Yeah, that's right. And we're all paying. You'll the be price in Indy? admission. Absolutely, absolutely, Perfect. always. Yeah, longer this time because the quarterbacks yeah. don't talk till late in the week. Yeah, we'll be the Ryan Poles show once again. I'm sure up there. Let's yeah. get you on during during the draft. That would be cool to have your thoughts. This year might be you. difficult. Yeah, it might be a little bit difficult, but <laughs> no, I'm leading talking up like to it. I'm yeah, talking yeah, to it. Yeah, leading yeah. up to the yeah. draft. That's Happy right. We didn't. We haven't it. had you. Let's do it. All right. God All right, bless you, man. Happy New Year, Thanks, man. Happy New Year. See there he was, Dan Weeder. Good stuff. Lead on. Yeah. Great stuff, Sheree. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Sheree? What do you think of that? Um, well, I know a lot of people don't like Dan. I am a Dan Weeder fan. I know he yeah. says some things that you know we don't always agree with, but I do. He especially this time, like he was making some very valid points. One thing I like that he talked about is like the fans aren't considering future they're just looking at like yeah. when we talk about justin fields contract that they're only looking at next year whereas caleb williams could be the long-term solution but sure. it's worth taking a chance on it so yeah and i was the same i think it was bullets that put the original comment in there that he wasn't a, a dan fan yeah initially <laughs> and I, I think it's easy to fall into that because i know i 100 
did, I'd listen to Dan and he would irritate oh, me and I'd be converted. like, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, but then when I was going through everything with my son, Dan actually lost his dad to cancer. And when I was going through everything with Riley, Dan hit me up on Twitter and actually gave me some great info and some that's great awesome, advice man. on how to, how to deal with it. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, remove football and remove the toxic nature of, you know, social media. You know, he didn't have to take the the five minutes out of his day to do that. So I found a, that was the day that I had my newfound respect for Dan Weeder a hundred percent. Cause I know he, mm -hmm. he, I told him, I said, Dan, you know, you lost your dad, but I said, your dad's fight helped my son beat his. So that's, you know, that's a big deal to me. Nice stuff. Nice stuff. Carrie Franklin, $10. T3P <laughs> showed up in the Adam Ranks chat. So Franklin showed up to defend his yeah. shit talking about TTNL. That's the only he, way he gets that's the only way T3P gets dude. He, he should just, just take the three out and call it TP. It's like toilet paper, right? It's the TP <laughs> podcast. Oh my god. We I have an open invitation to yeah. TP3 or T3P. I he I gave him my my Twitter account. Nope. You go to TTNL. So listen, do you want to announce this, Phil? You and I talked about this. Yes, let's announce it. We are going to do, and Sheree, you're going to be the you're going to be the the Vanna White moderator that night. Yes, for us. you're the moderator. Yep. <laughs> so you got to get all did up. You got to do your hair. You got to wear a dress. Like speed date. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Yep. Speed date. So we are going to get three patrons three. on the demanding to keep justin fields side of the fence yep and then we're gonna get three other patrons that are the it's time to move on we need change reset the financial clock that are ready to defend the other side and we're gonna have a an a open shane and i table, are gonna ask questions steel cage death match where you can put your nuts on the line and put yes. you know Put your, your face on video, and then Phil yes. and I can go into the comments on YouTube the next morning and be like, "What a <laughs> dumbass!" I love all. So <laughs> we are going to set that up. We we maybe even do a a 1.0 version and a 2.0 version to bring on more right. people because it's a long off season. But we're gonna let people put their voices mm -hmm. out there, and you have to it take. It needs to be done. It yeah. needs to be done. I love all these boys. I'm going to put up a, a super chats. We're getting to you right now. Carrie Franklin, I have a special shout out for that guy. He absolutely has helped my family. We've been going through a lot. Carrie has reached out to us, prayers, and just supportive in so many ways. So thank you, Carrie. Mohammed Elmi, $1.99 on the side of the road, pizza in hand. He's going to the Steelers. Not getting traded in the NFC. He's talking about Justin Fields. Uh Dan Dante. Sorry, I wanted to put that up. Oh, yeah. the TTNL <laughs> Royal Rumble. Rumble. We can have Alex Acevedo. Sounds like a t-shirt, Acevedo. What do you think? Acevedo, you don't get in gun to get one. That t-shirt needs to come out for TTNL. Get on it. And then TTNL Royal Rumble. 
They have to wear those t-shirts when they can come we on. get a Washington Huskies national champs shirt no. made up? Jesus. No. Acevedo. Do the Bears have a top five secondary in the NFL? They have the potential to be there, but they need I need to see them do it. Eddie, Eddie's long in the tooth. He's a he's a weakness waiting to happen on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. Yazer Ahmed, 490. Anybody watched the QB school breakdown on Justin Verstavell? He did a great breakdown all the way down to the technicalities. Missed easy throws. I don't watch that because I do my own tape breakdown on this network. And But thank you for your support. JT was not very complimentary. He, he, is he a hater too? No, he 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 nuked showing tape. He nuked. Justin for and the we the, will the sack towards the end of the game where he just yes. held the ball and got don't even know what he's doing could have could have gotten easily hurt and he fumbled he, he's how many has he fumbled every game now I think it's thir- it, 38 I, out of 39 yeah I think so I think that was something like there. that Jesus Christ Chris R. 499, we're the tampering rules for agreeing to a deal with Harbaugh and going through the motions with the Rooney rule? Well, he hasn't been hired yet, so. Yeah, I mean, it's. No one knows. Yeah. I don't think, I know Feinbaum has come out and said he'll be leaving. What are the tampering rules for? I have no. What are? Yeah, I have no, no idea. I mean, if. You have to interview. Yeah, several people of color. How you do that, we don't know. I don't don't know know if it's several, but it's it's a a minimum. You know, you have to at least interview one, right? Don't, um, don't play that game. You gotta do the interviews. You gotta take your due diligence. This isn't gonna be Tuesday. They hired Jim Harbaugh. If that happened, well, I think I disagree with Dan. He hired he hired Don Yee, the agent, for a reason. reason. He's going to the NFL. Yeah. He's getting out of the may not be Chicago. NCAA. It may not be in Chicago. What do they have? What did they say they have? Does Michigan? Sure, you would know this better than I. But I, it seems like I heard today they have forty five seniors on the roster. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what they said. So there's going to be you know massive. Turnover, yeah. Turnover, and I do know some. There are some seniors that, because of the COVID year, they can opt to yeah. to do the the extra year. But I don't know how. I don't know the count off the top of my head. Yeah, See, John Madden's grandson is on Michigan as a walk on, and he was uh, talking about how it was a it was surreal because that's where Coach Madden who, won the Super Bowl. Do you remember who John Madden was drafted by in the NFL? Hold on. Sheree, do you have any idea? Is it Baltimore? I definitely wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I can I can give you a guess and you'll get it'll give it away. I'm surprised nobody in the chat has it yet. I hate this fucking team with a pass. Oh, Philly. The Eagles? Yeah, he was an eagle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mohammed L me, dollar ninety nine. Hypothetical. What if he does take a discount? <laughs> Come on, Muhammad. That's like you agreeing to buy a pizza with no cheese on it. it ain't fucking <laughs> happening, bro. <laughs> I got you, Phil. One hundred five dollars, Brian. Yeah. Go look up his contract. Go look up his. I appreciate agent, you, Brian. David Malata. It, it's 
it's not happening. And and of course, of course, where did that go? Oh, you hit Eric something. Lambert. Of course, Eric Lambert would would say that. Yeah. Guess what? Of course, Eric Lambert would chalk say that. up another L for Eric because it ain't happening. Dalton, Spain, our guy, four ninety nine. This game this week is a big game for the quarterback and the head coach. Neither have beat Green Bay. I hate to say it, it don't think they gone. They're gonna win this week. I hate to say that. Yeah, we're coming up with our predictions coming up here, Dalton. Oh, speaking of that, I don't know if you guys saw that, and I put it in the private chat. The last time we swept Green Bay was two thousand seven. I did see that. Yeah. yeah, I put it up during the interview, but. 2007. Let me do the math on that. So seven plus three, that brings us to 2010. That's three plus 10 brings us to 20. That's 13, 16 years. Going to be 17 because it's 2024 now, actually. 16 or 17 years, depending on how you lay the math. Leader doesn't sit out the bowl game. That goes for Harrison Jr. too. That's okay. It's a different game now, man. I don't like that they sit out, but it's completely pathetic how the if they were playing for a national championship, there he would be there. Be in there. I mean, the the quarterback for Notre Dame, what's his name? That opted out. Fuck is his name? The kid with all the hair. Oh, Sam. Yeah. Sam, uh, yeah, I mean, the Notre Dame quarterback. Yeah, you think he wanted to Sam Hartman? Yeah, you think Sam he Hartman? Would, oh man, you know, you know, Tony the Tiger Bulls are what dreams are made of. <laughs> oh, come on, you know, that's 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 why. Well, like Phil say, a lot of those bowl games are just exhibition oh. games, so why yeah, put yourself in this? Exactly, would you put, put yourself in that position if it was your if it was your son? And he had a chance to go, you know, to be a first or second or third round draft pick in the NFL. And you're playing in the friggin', you know, the vanilla ice bowl. cream bowl. You know what I mean? Who gives yeah. a shit? What is it? So Especially much- if a lot of your teammates have entered the portal and you're down. You don't need that. You've done enough. Don't try to make this about Caleb. This is the sign of the times this next comment the other two laughable bullets (laughs) here's the new holistic company so you think new holistic what do you think yeah spirit meditation type stuff meditation blocked him earlier so somebody must have favorited it look at this clown boy i mean this is the kind of shit you're dealing with in this world first of all i don't even drink alcohol that's the truth. This is I some do. water right here. I know everyone yeah, else does. Yeah, I mean, I'll... Word is bond. I got you, punk. I can't wait to go to your holistic center. <laughs> what yeah. does that look like? Machetes and fucking... Yeah. What are you doing in there? His mom's like... on display there. Oh, my God. Like, people oh, that like really? that. <laughs> Gary Katagon. $2. No more half measures. Pick a direction, Pulse. Well, that's going to happen. That's where we're backed up in. The biggest direction and decision. Uh, I pray that 
he does the right thing. If Montez Sweat played for the Bears week one, they would have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You say, Hard would they make the playoffs? Oh, would they? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. can't, I can't deal with this hypotheticals, man. Right. I, Especially in football. If he yeah. would have caught that touchdown pass, would the, the if Rob, I know I'm aging myself, but what was his name? Something Clark had dropped that pass against the 49ers, the oh, Dallas Cowboys. Javon Wims on third down in the playoffs. If he like would have caught that. There you go. That's well, I mean, this is like the hypothetical that if we didn't have the double doink, we would have won the right. Super Bowl. Like yeah. that's a, if that's Julius a Peppers continued down and right. didn't go running into fullback Coon and just destroyed Aaron Rodgers, there'd be no Chris Conti. Right, Lance Briggs play. We'd have won and been in the playoffs. We've had a lot of moments losing to the Green Bay Packers, uh, and it's it's time. It's yeah. time. Thank well, you, Cyro. Yeah. Dwight Clark. That's where I was going too. Dwight Clark. Oh, you said Clark. I was defaulting to Des. <laughs> Dwight Clark. I was thinking against the Cowboy. The catch. What if he dropped the catch? What if Cherie's boy, Wilson, would have dropped that catch that he made? What a fucking catch that was, Shane. That was sorry. Oh, yeah. The spiral tipping off the kid's hand and still staying into a spiral. Yeah, the horseshoe that Notre Dame doesn't have up their ass in the past 40 years was in Michigan's on that catch. I'm sorry. We have to get Jim Harbaugh in Chicago for all the reasons Dan says that makes them nervous. My God, why is this so hard? Fuck. Bernard Warner Varner is a POS? Definitely not mad at all, Bullets. You can ask Sheree about that. I was very cordial. He it. has been. That's why I, I'm not picking on him. The best team won. I just don't buy the fact that first no, of all, bullets was cheering against the fucking Michigan. He was. Too. Exactly. Oh yeah, but he for whatever reason he's doing he it in private. The the, the he's sitting at home watching he had, Notre Dame. He had the he had the text. I guarantee <laughs> you, on his phone, ready to hit send, hope, praying <laughs> that he didn't have to fucking hit delete. <laughs> he had it ready to go because well, he had a text either for me or for you. He just yeah, didn't know exactly, who exactly. But end of the fucking day, he's still a what? fucking overrated, trash ass Notre Dame fan. Kareem, you have been so active tonight of up and down hate. I don't Fine. think you ever understand that Caleb. There's no hatred towards the Bears yeah. whatsoever. Kareem, he doesn't want to own the team. Yeah, you're, that's been proven false. It's completely dumb. But it fits Kareem's narrative, right, it's Kareem? so bad, Kareem. Come Uh-oh. on, man. Oh, now better. I see a negative comment coming for me in the chat from Kareem. Yes. But. It's okay. We'll be live on Bears Hour Live right after Green Bay versus Chicago to end the season. The Bears could knock the Packers out of the playoffs. We've been down this road before. Lovey Smith, you remember him? Could have knocked them out. They lost. The Packers end up going into the playoffs as the 
last seed and go to the Super Bowl. Thank you, Lovey. You Thanks. were great. Thanks, Logan. Maybe you guys can win the Tide Bowl next year. That'd be an upgrade from the Tony the Tiger Bowl. Play like a champion today. That's worked out well 40 years ago. Is he still? Keep Mitch. Is he, still, is he still a Mitch Trubisky fan, my boy Logan? <laughs> is he still saying that? Good night, Kareem. We appreciate you, bro. Uh, I can't we'll even get, believe we'll we let Sheree talk. We didn't even let our Sheree talk tonight. Remember that comment? Who was that, dude? Y'all didn't even let your so guest talk tonight. The guest isn't talking. <laughs> let her say something. Oh, man. I still am. I always will be. I don't Kareem know what Dom, right my there. boy Dom. The Packers. I don't know what my boy Dom is talking about, but I know uh, <laughs> what did he say? Tremaine Edmonds has stepped up and been a really amazing linebacker, Logan. Oh, so yeah. has TJ Edwards. Tremaine is trash, right? Trem I still remember Tremaine is trash. Yeah. Oh, he's still a Mitch fan. He's a, at least he's Aww. admitting it. Oh God. Mitch, just like down. Mitch the Mitch I the person know. or Mitch the quarterback. Greg Braggs has still got his Mitch Trubisky tattoo. Corey Wooten put him on blast today. Really? Yeah, because he's flip flopping. He's all over the map and doesn't want. Oh, he's calling him out for flipping. Oh, yeah. I'm a bricklayer. Let me ask my brick what my brick thinks. Brick, what should I do? What, who should I? Oh, Jenny. Jenny, you're making my dinner. What should the bears do? So I can tell my fan. That's what that's oh, what Wooten yeah. did? Yeah, it's a whole He was clip. imitating him? Yeah, for like, like three you? minutes. Yeah. Wow. We got to get Wooten on now. I have more respect. Let me see if I, I can let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> pull it up, please. Yeah, it was on I CHPO. still remember Corey Wooten ending Brett Favre. Exactly, Bob. Corey Wooten ending Favre. Yeah. Where was that game played, Sheree? Can you remember? Why do y'all think my memory is good? No. <laughs> I don't Who have remember? the recall that you guys have. Who remembers? I'm where quick that on Google though. Don't do Google. Who remembers where Corey Wooten ended? My guy Brett Barbs. There he is. Yeah, Zero. Got it right. That was a trick question. Johnny they Knox were building their stadium game. thanks to David Kevin Warren. It was at the University of Minnesota outside in the snow. Corey Wooten. Speaking of Corey Wooten, we're getting it booted up, Sheree. Booted up. Hold if on. He's imitating oh, Greg's you, voice you, and everything. You wait. Yeah. Here, let me back it up. And here we go. But but back to back to you, the old flip flopper. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Maybe I should ask my wife. She makes all my decisions for anything else. Hey hun, what do you think? We should keep Justin Fields or not? Oh, we should okay. I'm gonna keep him. Justin Fields is hold on, let me get on Twitter. Justin Fields is the guy going forward. And um, yeah, I said it. Marvin Harrison Jr., Fields we trust. And they go, Oh, I don't know what I'm gonna pick now. Mm. 
Caleb Williams seems like a good option. Drake May. Oh, no. oh my God. Oh, he's not bro, done. Pick a he side, done. bro. Right done. now, what do you want to do? Don't go back and forth. What is wow, your heart feeling? Greg. What are you feeling right now? I don't care. You don't want to oh, look bad and all yeah, this. Yeah, Stick yeah. to your guns. <laughs> <laughs> what what is it now? You got a Purdue basketball, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was great, bro. Oh, he ain't done. There's more. You sound like the uh, notebook. I don't know. <laughs> oh I don't know. It's not that simple. Uh, uh, I used to be a brick player. Uh, maybe I should get some bricks. Uh, bricks? Oh, what should I do? Come on, 40 <laughs> seconds. Still forty seconds left. Oh man, I'm trying to stand on business. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And it's not that I want to get it wrong. I don't care if what I say wow. is right or wrong. I say plenty of dumb shit on our shows. I just want. But Ryan you got to make a decision right I now. You keep feels or you don't. Right. I want Ryan Poles to get it right. Oh, I said on gosh. today's show, I don't know what the right answer is. It's can you terrifying. be a man? Can you man up? Can, 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 <laughs> come on. Come on. Can you, <laughs> can right. you man up? All right. All right. I'm going to man up. God dang it. Oh, my God. I told you. Holy shit, Greg. <laughs> I love He's Greg, but. Corey Wu and pulling a Shane and Phil. I got to give yeah. him credit, man. He deserved it. Corey Wooten, I have some newfound respect for your ball. I got baby. like four or five DMs the night Greg was on, and they're like, hey, did Sheree really show up real quick and leave just because Greg was on the show? And I'm like, oh, yeah, she, she did. did. <laughs> it was like, hey, guys. Then she noticed Greg. Oh, no. Oh, she no. Fuck this. And all of a sudden, she was just gone. Fuck this, white boy. That's all I heard her say, that she fucking signed up. Corey Wooten <laughs> has to come on now. 100%, Alex. Yeah. Corey, we are reaching out to you. Chris Jack will get that going. And uh, we'll call Greg uh, and get it. He'll extend that olive that was great uh that was funny what isn't funny is the end of the season and another end of the show yeah let's, we had a great time just Shane. go around real quick and do the predictions let's, and then let's get the fuck out of here let's get we don't the, even need shout outs no shout outs yeah they're fine okay. i'm fucking third you deserve a break bro you definitely <laughs> do. You do yeah yeah, y'all should take a the take take a note from Claudio's book and take Phil, some notes. Phil and I are actually we booked a cruise together. We're <laughs> we're going on a cruise. The nine month one? Did you? Yeah, see that? yeah. The nine month. We're like, fuck those kids. We're going on the cruise, TT and L cruise. We're gonna we're gonna broadcast live. Oh I did see God. that nine month cruise. That would be pretty pretty great. That's yep. crazy. There's yeah. like so much drama on that nine month cruise. Yeah. The people who paid for nine months are yes. getting the great views yeah. and all the upper equities of everything. And the people that paid for like one month are getting the shit. And so now there's fighting going on on this cruise and there's all this drama, apparently. Anyway, bold predictions. Where's the song? 
Just two seconds of it I was going to play. I can't. There it is. I mean, if I'm going to root for a team, I want to give it all I Next got. Next play. Pass. 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 There was no you rhyme or reason. just drove down the field. Mr. Montgomery breaks a huge run. If he scores on the run, you don't got to worry. But you do got to worry because he gets tackled at the freaking 15. There was no rhyme or Next play. Shotgun. Bold prediction, Sheree. Your favorite song. I had to play it for you. I have a feeling it's going to be one for three. One for three. Yeah, Sheree's think... riding the high of the Michigan win. No. It's going to be the sole. Bears 28-13, says Mike V. I know the separation of the teams. Sure. All right. Okay. <laughs> Logan been... apparently does it. 87-7. Yeah. Seven. Negative seven. Negative seven. How that happened? Daily on Wheeler, twenty-seven seventeen. What do you say, Sheree? Um, I'm going. I think it's going to be closer than we think. So I say twenty-seven twenty-four Packers, though. Twenty-seven twenty-four Green Bay walk-off field goal. I don't know. They're gonna probably gonna score a touchdown like early in the fourth quarter. Okay. We're gonna scramble to get up to twenty-four. <laughs> Can't wait for <laughs> can't wait for our comments tomorrow on YouTube. You guys picked the Bears to lose. You guys are fucking racist. <laughs> oh jeez. Like we hate we hate, we must hate Jordan Love too. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm going 3120 Green Bay. 3120 Green Bay. Yep. Until wow. they listen, I want Chicago to win in the worst way. I think the the momentum into the offseason would prove huge for all of the young players on the team. I think it's really, really important. Tony Dungy talked about that when he was down in Tampa with the team. He's like, you know, we weren't very good, and then we started to get some players, and we we closed out a season, you know, on a huge positive note. And he's like, we, we maintained that, and it was huge for, for everybody in the organization moving forward. But I've just been burned way too many times where you like, oh, this is this is going to be the one. This is going to be it. You know, this is our this is our shot. We we did this in week one where they had the whole offseason to be prepared. And Jordan Love came out and punched you right in the fucking face. So look at that. Shane, 3120, you said 3120 Green Bay. Yep. I am going to. Make Shane correct. I'm picking the Chicago Bears, baby. 24 yeah, to 20. Right. Now let's keep things truthful and let's tell picking, us let's tell us why, Phil. I'm picking the Bears because I know the, I, I know I know the little evil dark magic you have going Every on. Every time I pick them to either lose or win against Green Bay, they do the opposite. So I'm going to play. They're going to win to try to break that streak. That's my. He's doing the. He's doing the. the reverse the, psychology. The double reverse. I'm doing psychology. the double reverse. Yeah. He's handing. I'm doing the George Costanza opposite day. He's in, handing off to Cairo Santos on a. On a 24. On a, on a 20, reverse. Tyler Scott. Push. Uh, brother push. Whatever. Tush push. Gonna do it. No, I'm in my 
Montez Sweat strip sack one of the biggins. I'm gonna either say Walker, uh, congrats, Dexter. Luke. I don't think or, he did. Oh, he oh. didn't win our league. Walker or Dexter or Billings are picking up the sack fumble and defensive tackle. (laughs) I know they were broken out into division. So maybe I don't know if he won his division, but pay attention to my bold prediction, not to Logan's (laughs) stupid declaration. I I won one of my fantasy leagues, not the TTNL one, but you know, I won another one. Did you see that picture of the moon with the face next to it? Did you guys see that shit? You're coming to, you better be getting loud. <laughs> 27 to 19 Cuthbert Willie 24 17 Bear. I see who's Michigan gonna win 31 to 24. Oh, oh, she's going out on a limb. That's what I was gonna I have ask a prediction. McLaughlin's gonna have 11 bad snaps. The fucking... <laughs> Mike Williams. That's something special. Is stressful. Eric Thomas. 24 oh. 20, I'm predicting. And strip sack and big man touchdown. Big man touchdown. One of the defensive linemen, other than Sweat, picks it up and runs it in for the Bears. We need so, that to be Mr. Dexter. Give him some positive. That's what that I honestly see him doing it. Here we go. Bears, 17-14. So hopefully the Chicago Bears can do this. Do one thing. Can you beat the fucking Packers? What does he say? Green Bay 31. Oh, 28-10. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Thanks, Bob. Why are you such a fanboy? Yeah, that's been my word of the week in the YouTube comments and my responses. Fanboy. I've used that quite often. (laughs) That is. I am excited to see uh, Adam Rank called a touchdown for Tyler Scott. He should have had one this past weekend. I'll say that. But we will see. Uh, shout out to Adam Rank. I was on his show tonight with Carmen, and he had Tyler Scott on before. It was a great time. Uh, I love Adam, so thank you for having me on the show. Uh, shout out one other shout out since we're not doing shout outs to Mel Baru. Baru, her and her son Jeff, who's twelve. They watch us all the time, Shane. They nice. love the show. And uh, I, what's their names? Mel, Mel. I can't. Baru, B A H R O U, B A H R O. That's pretty close. Yeah, B A H. Not like O U. What was the name that you fucking butchered? No, no. we found out after the show that Phil met the kid and met him. You know, Declan. Declan, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that. you fucking met this kid. What's the clan? The clan. The clan Petiti, yeah. Yeah. He had the French name. <laughs> like, what the fuck? The but, clan. The clan Petiti. Lost the plane. So, the Mark, Mark Potash just sent out a tweet. Yeah. Bears GM Ryan Poles has traded more Pearl Bowl players, Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack, than he has acquired. 
Montez Sweat. Great. Oh my God. Well, DJ Moore should be a pro bowler. Come on. The other guy that deserves to be in the pro bowl is TJ Edwards. Name two better trades That's in the past top. year than acquiring Montez Sweat and DJ Moore. Khalil Mack is up there. No, no, no. Within him. the past year, I said. Oh, the past year. No. You talking about for like any other team? I mean, I don't even think it's impact know. wise. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Aaron Rodgers only lasted a few minutes, bro. Yeah, M Mike's got it right here. See, you are racist, Phil. You're talking about the clan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> How many sacks has Chase Young gotten at San Francisco? How is he done? And <coughs> well, as of you right now, Montez Sweat like is the leading sweat. is the leading sack man for two, for teams. two teams. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time in NFL history that's done. Now, what has Chase Young done? I know he's been pretty good there, but he's not Montez Sweat. He's got what? That ain't right. Just a minute. Today is the last day, according to uh, the great <laughs> Larry David, who yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, Adam Schefter tweeted that out this morning early. Did he? Yeah. There's a rule. I've been watching Seinfeld. Just watching it on Netflix. I fall asleep. Young's got one, two, three, four, five. George throwing out fun stats. What week did he get traded? Do we remember what that was? The same day. Yeah, I know, but what week was that? It was like Halloween, October right? October 30, yeah. So it was around week 12, maybe? Yeah. So he has had one sack. Two and a half. He's had. George is saying two and a half. Oh, really? So that would be. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we had a lot of people. Put him tonight. to week 10 when he got traded. Please smash the like button. Tomorrow, if you're a patron, I'll be live breaking down the tape. Sitting there live. Breaking it down with you. You have any questions about Justin Fields or the offense? They will be answered as you could see a little taste of it tonight. Break it down tomorrow. Then cars keys tomorrow night. Yeah, there may we're scheduled to start at 8 30. I have to pick up my son from basketball practice at eight. It's about a 27-minute drive in decent traffic on the way home. So if we're a couple of minutes late on start time. Don't lose your shit. Just blame it on cars. It's not my fault. Well, blame it on cars. Yep. It's cars' fault. We will be breaking. Those of you asking, yes, I'm going to break down the Caleb yeah. Williams tape. We don't break down college tape in during the NFL season. We We've never, never done it. And We've never done it because it just takes away. Yeah, I know the tradition. Yeah. And Jeez. Bill Wagner so bringing a tradition. $10. Happy Man, New Year, TTNL family. Let's make 
2024, the year of the bear. And if I you said it to Ryan, yeah, if you want to be in on the quarterback roundtable, you got to pick a side, scan that QR code, go over, become a patron. $25 super chat will get you in right now. Go. $2,500 super chat, <laughs> Sheree says. Mama's got to put in a new dining room table, right, Sheree? <laughs> I have the tape of Jaden Daniels, yeah. the tape of Derek May, the tape. Derek May, who's that? I meant Drake May. Drake May. <laughs> Derek's my friend down the street. Yeah. <laughs> He'll call you right back, Phil. He's kind of emotional right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell that story next week. But uh, Derek May <laughs> and uh, Penix Jr. tape will be size the first 11 thing we hands, do. That should put the, the fear first of thing we do in the Jesus season. into you. Breaking you down the McCarthy tape? I don't what? know. If he declares, we'll have to. Yes. He shouldn't. I think he should stay. Me too. Give him another year. He's very, he's so, he's still only 20 years still old. Still 20. He's got so but much. I get it. If they're upside, he loses his head coach. And but maybe the OC stays there as the head yeah. coach. Sharon, yeah. Sharon. Like when he ever said the F words, and I'm like, this guy is a must hire. George McCaskey's like never. What's his name again? What's the OC's name? Sharon. And what's the first name? That's his first name. His first last name. Moore. What's his last? Moore. Sharon Moore. Sharon Moore. Okay. Yes. Sharon. Better shit in your hat. Get the hell off the field. Coach O is coming back for the draft talk. His oh, favorite yeah. quarterback, Jaden Daniels. The big fan. All right, guys. We did it all. Uh, Claudio, shout out to Claudio to leave. And His battery was running out. Battery ran out. Computer is going to die. Can't find a charger. AKA. Out of here, it says. I'm fucking <laughs> tired, and I came up with this excuse. Yes. <laughs> My wife is sitting next to me, and she's giving me the the dirty eye the foot rub. Yeah, the dirty eye. So, <laughs> nope. No, that's me. No, yeah, mine's sitting right over there too. Oh wait, no, nope, nope, nope. Of course, Bears Hour Live right after Bears Packers this Sunday. They are playing at three twenty-five, four twenty-five. Yeah. Thank you, NFL, for that. It's Shane and I's favorite. No, it's not. <laughs> I hate them, that those late games. 425. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but we'll see you there for the smartest man and the sweetest lady in TTNL. I'm not smart. I'm your guy, Draft Dr. Phil. We'll see you guys next time on Keep It at 100. Next week, we got Adam Rank coming on our show. <laughs> Talk. Oh, Got to get my Dodgers jersey ready. Is the, who's the coach? Who's the quarterback? Adam Rank's love for the Bears will be on full display. We'll see you guys next time. What's up, everybody? This is NFL Network's Adam Rank. 
This is only Coach. This is Matt Waldman. This is Chris Zorch from your Chicago Bear. I'm Dion Miller. Dan Weaver. Hey, my name is Rashad Whitfield. I'm Courtney Cronin. Hey, this is David Kaplan. Listen to me. You want to learn football? Listen to my guy, Phil and Shane. Shane and Phil. Shane and Phil. Oh, Phil. On the Tape Never Lies Network. On the Tape Never Lies Network. Tape Never Lies Network. The Tape Never Lies Network. Tape Never Lies Network. Home of the greatest Chicago Bears fans on earth. Oh my fucking god. Your lunch with Larry. <laughs> <laughs>